Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S., and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out, no matter how hard it rains. In my city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Seahawks draft. Watch party, the Real Hawk Talk version. I am Brian Nemhauser, and you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Blogger. I'm joined by the one, the only Evan Hill. You can find him on Twitter at Evan Hill HB, and we will also be joined by Nathan Ernst. And at times, mostly likely around the draft pick, I think Dana O'Gorman might jump on the show. We have a long night ahead of us, but it is, oh boy, I don't think I've been this excited for a Seahawks draft ever, period, Mm -hmm. never. I am so excited for this. I could talk about, we've been talking about it for months, hours and hours and hours. We are only an hour away from this thing kicking off. Evan, dude, are you hyped for this? This is crazy. I can't believe this is finally here. I the past few weeks have gone so slow, so remarkably slow. Um, the you know what's at stake here tonight is a lot. You know we were talking about it just before we went live a little bit. Um, you know Pete Carroll. How old is Pete Carroll right now? Is he seventy two? Is that what he is? It sounds about right. Pete Carroll seventy one. Okay, I was a year off. He turned seventy two in a few months. Um, they will never likely have an opportunity like this again during the rest of Pete Carroll's tenure with Seattle. Most likely. Most barring likely. something ca- catastrophic. They cannot afford to fuck this up, for lack of better words. And uh, what they do with number five is going to be fascinating. There's a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different players. I think there's a lot of different position holes that they have. They could go in a several different directions, but um, God, I just want the next hour and a half to go through like right now. I know. I know. <laughs> you were telling me before you got on when, so when did the first pick get made roughly last year? And when did the fifth pick get made last year? Yeah. So per, uh, let me see where this was per Parker L E W E S on Twitter. He's a Seahawks Twitter guy, really good guy. You should follow him. Um, he's, he shared some screenshots. So it sounds like number one went overall number one overall last year went at five nineteen PM. That's when it was announced. So we're looking at about an hour and 17 minutes away. 
And then number five overall, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau went at 5.41 p.m. So we're about an hour and 38 minutes um, away. And uh, time is moving super slowly. So here's here's a refresher for you and for others. And honestly, as I was just thinking about it, there are things that affect how long it takes for the draft picks to get made. And the number one thing that affects that is trades. So if there is a trade, the clock resets. So the, the, the teams, I think they usually get about 15 minutes to make their draft picks. I don't know if they cut that down or not. I can't remember for first round picks. And then if a team trades that pick, then they can, uh, they basically get the, the whole new clock. So if someone makes a trade, my point being, let's assume we'll, we'll look this up in a second. If they get 15 minutes per pick, you could end up with 30 minutes between picks. Usually when a team trades, they know exactly who they're going to pick. So they don't take another 15 minutes to make the choice but it can lengthen that time. And Evan, I don't know about you, man. I'm expecting trades in the first five picks. I, really? I, to happen. I do. Do you, do you think there's any world where Houston trades back? I know I everybody's that's... focused on Arizona, right? Is there a world where Houston could trade back? I think that's very unlikely. It, it it would have to be a situation where they had basically a bunch of guys graded exactly the same. And they knew that if they traded to six or seven, that they were still going to get, they got seven and they have 12 in this draft. So they know that they're going to get two guys in the top 12. I think it's more likely they could trade up from 12 mm-hmm. and try to get a defensive play. Maybe they get a Willie Anderson with their first pick and maybe they get a quarterback with their second or vice versa. So here's a question for you. Uh, and I'll and I'll want to get Nathan's take on this when he eventually joins. Outside of quarterback, what are like two to three names? Maybe it would just be a max of two, considering the possible scenario. What are like two names you would hope would go in the top five before so top four before Seattle that you feel like would benefit us from a draft position perspective? Do you get what I'm asking? So like, who is realistically possible to go in the top five non quarterback? That could give, you know, Seattle their pick of the crop, basically, at number five. Well, I mean, the upsets that we want to see, if you're not wanting a quarterback at five, okay? So that, that's a big assumption, and and you and I are kind of in that boat. You're a Stroud guy, so we can talk about that. But let's just assume you don't want a quarterback. The people you want to see go, obviously, as many quarterbacks as possible. We've talked about the four-quarterback possibility of – Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson all going top four. I don't think that's going to happen, dude. I, I really don't. It, maybe it does, but that that's your that's your best case if you're not looking for a quarterback. The other thing that started coming up, dude, that is worth being aware of is there are people talking about Paris Johnson, uh, one of the top tackles in this draft, being someone that people are thinking about either at two or at three. And if that happens, that's going to push down a quarterback and it's going to push down defensive players. So if you're in either one of those, then that's a pretty good thing. 
I don't think Bijan Robinson could sneak into the top five, even though there's a lot of buzz about, and the NFL kind of circles around everybody's saying running backs don't matter and blah, blah, blah. But this guy's the best player in this draft and we're going to draft him where our board says. And so he might maybe, I think there's like a 3% chance that he could jump in there somehow. I don't think so, but we talked about Philadelphia, maybe trading up from 10. There's a lot of talk that they want Bijan Robinson. They might feel like they need to trade up somewhere to get him. Maybe not in the top five, but, mm-hmm. um, between five and ten you don't think a cornerback could go top four do you Devin Witherspoon yeah that's a name that I feel like is realistic could go up there um I don't know how I don't know if any teams that are currently there I think I think it would be somebody trading up for the Arizona pick you are too calm, dude. I'm like, I'm getting heart palpitations thinking about what it's going to be like when the first pick is on the clock. I already know it's going to be Bryce Young. I'm still like, yeah, I am so amped for this. I, I it's a weird, it's, I feel like this is a, like a, a game. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know why I'm so calm right now, to be oof. honest with you. This is like very abnormal for me. And I want you to know the reason I disappeared 30 seconds, well, two and a half minutes ago, is I was trying to upload a new virtual background, but this shit kicked me off. It like it like it made me log in, so I have to create an account if I'm going to change my background. Oh, really? Yeah, I should do that. Actually, you I'll should. You should. Yeah. Um, I see a question in chat uh, from Tuck Tuck, great username, uh, about whether Jeff is going to be on. Jeff, as a matter of fact, we can't talk about the details of what he's involved with because I, I for whatever reason, but he was hired to cover the draft um, for a certain group and so he's getting paid a nice little chunk of change to do that we're excited for him we're bummed because we would have loved to have him react live with us today but he's getting a bag you know what he deserves it too that kid is that guy is smart as hell and uh i'm excited for him yeah absolutely absolutely Uh, it's very selfishly i i wish he was here but i'm uh super happy that he's getting getting to do what he's good at there I'm watch sure him appear we on like the, him. Brian, watch him appear on like the Seahawks draft room. Like, like, you know, the little window that they do watch him just show up like right next to Jody Allen. Just like, are you suggesting that he was paid to wear speedos? Is that, is, is he going to show up looking? I, I don't know if I, I find it highly doubtful that he was paid to do that. Evan, this stream's going to get cut off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, well, it it's gonna be interesting to see. We'll we'll definitely get some text from him and text him back. Nathan will be on in a minute. Dana will join in, you know, probably around the, the draft pick. Um, so you were a CJ Stroud guy. Are mm. you still? Is that your number one? Like, if it works that he's the pick at five, is that the person you are most excited for them to call? Most excited for. I don't know. I'm probably even between like Will Anderson and CJ Stroud. I think going either route would be awesome. Um, look who it is. Perfectly on time. I think that, and Brian, we were talking about this, but the name that scares me to death, and I'm just going to get it out of the way now, and everybody can hate on me in the chat. Anthony Richardson scares me to death. People are infatuated with him. It's the Josh Allen recency bias effect, in my opinion. And 
I just think he, I think uh, there's massive risk with with selecting Anthony Richardson there, and they cannot afford to mess up number five. So it just makes me nervous. It just makes me really nervous. And Nathan goes off camera. He's like, "Screw you! I want my quarterback." Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if I heard. So, so Willie Anderson. You think Will Anderson's maybe your first pick over? Yeah, he's he's. Yeah, he's just the cleanest prospect at a position of need, and it, and it, you know if you're bought into Gino maybe being more than just one year, maybe two, three years if he actually served the full contract, you know, where else? You know, what is a greater position of need in the immediate term? It's you know it's pass rush, it's defensive line. So he doesn't have the character concerns as far as I know that you know Jalen no, Carter does. No, so he's super clean there. What it, give me your stack rank, uh, top five choices, um, in like, for, like uh, realistic possible yes. number five. Yes. Um, that's a really good question. I'm probably going to go, uh, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud. Um, I'm cool with Jalen Carter. I'm not as worried about him as other people are. Um, number four, you know what? I, can I throw a trade back scenario in there? Yeah. Like I, like I. <laughs> D who, who's D's Josh Cashman. Um, uh, is that a receiver? Is it a, is it a prospect with, um, uh, you know, Big hands. <laughs> uh, what are D's? We heard we heard Jalen Carter apparently has big something. Uh, dude, I saw that. That was so <laughs> dude, I thought that was like deep fake like AI at first. <laughs> what happened there? Did somebody I tried that? to think about what she I think she was going to say big defensive, like big D tackle. And I think she just <laughs> didn't quite get it out the right way. Some de- some team did a lot of homework on that guy. They got they got some they got some measurables in oh places they don't get measurables. Can you imagine if that was part of the combine? Could you imagine John Schneider with just a clipboard being like, "All right, DK, DK Metcalf, drop your trousers. We're gonna measure this shit." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what are we even talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, it. Oh, I just love that that happened. Um. So you had what? Sorry, remind me. You had Will Anderson one. So Will Anderson, I'm cool with CJ Stroud. I'm cool with Jalen Carter. I'm comfortable with the trade back. I really am. Um, I just want to make sure John gets like really strong value there. I feel like in the past several years, he's traded back just to trade back sometimes, and the value of return always hasn't been like amazing. Um, and then number five, honestly, this is kind of a hot take, but I'd be comfortable with uh, Devin Witherspoon. I really would like that cornerback is such a critical position. I know our, I, I know our group there is stacked. It's probably one of the best position groups on the roster, but quarterback, I would say outside of like quarterback left tackle and edge rush, like quarterback is up there in terms of positional value, top end quarterbacks, you know, cornerbacks get paid 20 plus million a year. Yep. So if you could get, you know, a stand up, you know, stand out, you know, lockdown guy for the next 10 years, you can't tell me that's a bad outcome. I think those are good. 
Uh, let's welcome in Nathan. Nathan, are, are, is yours working? You're coming in and out. So I was just curious. Are you all good? I don't know. You tell me. How's, oh, how's you sound good, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then we're great. We're doing good. Well, welcome to the show. At uh, Nathan E11 on Twitter. Nathan, where where's your mind going into this draft? You, you like took the day off, right, man? Like where... What is going through the big cranium of, of Nathan Ernst? Uh, I took the day off and it ended up just being heads down work time anyways. So <laughs> the fake uh, day off. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I don't know. Um, I'm a hundred percent confident that Pete's first uh, draft clue is for Anthony Richardson. Um, so I've already solved pick number five. Uh, and yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty chill right now. I feel like we've um, we've explored a lot of scenarios on this, and there aren't many that make me that I'm that I'm worried about. Like mm -hmm. they all seem cool, mm -hmm. um, and so now I just want to see what it is. I just want to I want to see how these pieces fall now. If the Seahawks nail this fifth pick, what do you think it could mean? What What do you like? dream a little like what what could be the and maybe there's more than one ideal outcome here but like mm -hmm. what happens if they nail one of these this this fifth pick you know i mean people talk about all the time like oh you know you take this guy and he's he locks down that position for the next 10 years right um and that's not like a thing that actually happens very often if you look at guys that like just even stay with the team for 10 years let alone you know are awesome there and the team's super happy with them for 10 years it's pretty rare but like yeah i mean if they nail the fifth pick you know you're talking about you know maybe jalen carter is a geno atkins right and and you've added that in as like a key foundational piece of your defense for a long time um Obviously, if you're talking about nailing it and you go Anthony Richardson or any of the other quarterbacks, like now you're talking about Super Bowls and, and like that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, I mean, and anyone can get that upside anywhere in the draft. But obviously, when you're picking five, you have a much better shot at it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's franchise changing like the next to say that this pick is going to, you know, I mean, it's going to have a big part in defining what the next five years of this team are. I kind of think about this draft as the fifth pick and everything else. I don't know if you guys think about it the same way. Obviously, you're going to look at it collectively. But if they nail this fifth pick and they blow the rest of their draft, it could still be a decent draft. Wouldn't be the best, but let's say Anthony Richardson is the pick and he becomes the best or one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Hard for that to be a bad draft. Let's say it's Jalen Carter and he ends up being an all pro defensive tackle. That is one of the top three, top four in the NFL at that position. And they blow everything else. Can I, can I jump in on this for a yeah. second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to shut some shit down real quick. Yeah. I am so tired of hearing the lazy comp comparisons of Jalen Carter to Malik McDowell. All right. I'm so tired of that. Like Malik McDowell had a tragic catastrophe that, yeah, was like, like dumb. Like it was, you know, horrible that he like didn't wear a helmet and stuff like that. But, you know, he chose to ride on an ATV. Like that stuff is obviously tragic. It's just like that doesn't happen. 
Like I, I, I hate comparing Jalen Carter's situation to Malik McDowell. It feels totally unfair to Malik McDowell. Um, Jalen's issue is totally separate. It's totally different. It seems like maybe there's a pattern of behavior that's concerning. Um, again, I'm not concerned about selecting Jalen Carter. I think, I think Pete Carroll's, you know, culture and the the foundation he's built in Seattle is something we all know about. It's one of his strongest suits as a head coach. You've got to. I this is where I have problems with people who are like, oh, don't take Jalen Carter because he's a huge character risk. He didn't like. He didn't like murder somebody, you know, he was, he did some dumb stuff, but like, you know, he was obviously like fooling around and driving too fast and dumb young person stuff. But like, you're telling me the culture Pete Carroll's built in Seattle can't, can't rectify a guy like that. Like, are you telling me that? Like here, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I think there's some other pieces that are missing. So One is it's not whether Malik McDowell is Jalen Carter or comparable. It is did the Malik McDowell experience change the Seahawks propensity or willingness to draft a player that has some character concerns. Malik McDowell had some character concerns before they drafted him. Nothing even I think even close to what there is with Jalen Carter. Um, So that's one part of it Two. I've heard John Schneider on this topic and not specifically, but talking about drafting players with some questionable backgrounds. And one of the things he talked about is like, you know, you want to kind of get your hands on that guy and help him, but you can't be there every second, every day. Jalen Carter, like he has part of what the, the scuttlebutt is on him is not on the field. It's not about the, the the driving accident it's not even about the pro day it's that he doesn't have some good family history he doesn't have a good group around him he is i don't know any of this to be true i'm just telling you that some of those things give people pause that if you're if you happen to be in a situation where other people are doing things that maybe they shouldn't your likelihood to get caught up in that increases and so i've heard people talk about hey Instead of what they did with Malik McDowell, Sherm and I think Quandre were talking about this. Maybe maybe Sherm and KJ, they were saying, hey, if they draft Jalen Carter, they need to park him across the street from VMAC, not let him go home like as part of the deal. And I get all that. But I do think that the Malik McDowell experience, I think you'd be crazy to have that have no effect on your trying to do everything you could possibly do to not have that happen again. Um, I agree. I don't think they're the same, but I do think it affects their, their logic of how they approach oh, and, that, and that's reasonable. Um, you just gave me a funny throwback in terms of like sitting him next to the VMAC. You were talking about like locking him down. Do you remember that dumbass corner that snuck a girl in it that like faked as a Seahawks player or something? <laughs> yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Who was yes. that? I can look from it up. I don't UDFA from this a couple was like years middle ago. of COVID. You know, the whole team's in like strict lockdown in the hotel. And it, I thought, I thought the report came out that that like corner put her in like a Seahawks uniform and tried to sneak her past security. And his name was Kima K E M A H Siverand S I V E R A N D. I'm sorry for that side note. That just reminded me of that. that and was three years it, ago. That was so funny. 
That's one of my favorite moments in Seahawks history. <laughs> That's like a highlight. You're so funny, dude. What do you guys think about this Chase Young rumor that that he may be he may be up for? It sounds like maybe some of the Commanders' defensive linemen could be up. Any either of you interested in that? Would you give your high second round pick for him, the Broncos one? Me? Yeah. No way. No way. No Nathan, way. is that a no way for you too? I think so. I would probably do it. I mean, it doesn't sound like awful, at least. Yeah. So not your first this year, but the the Broncos high second. What is Chase Young like? Twenty five. Chase Young. He's young. 24. Than one. Um, 24. Just turned 24. Just turned 24. He has been injured. That's why he's not getting the fifth-year option. you got to be yeah. skeptical of a team that drafts a guy in the top five or whatever he was who also played really well, and they don't want to pick up the fifth-year option. That's a red flag, dude. And so for me, the only thing I would be willing to trade for him is a conditional pick next year. Like he'd have to be on the roster, play a certain amount of games for me to be willing to depart. I'd be willing for it to go up to a second round pick next year, potentially if, if he meets some kind of threshold, but there's no way I'm giving up a second round pick this year without getting my hands on him for a year. Yeah. I think a conditional would be good. Uh, we just had a, a super chat. Uh, a lot of money super too. chat. I like how the super chats cover Nathan's face on the, on the, <laughs> Dream. I'm just gonna start putting putting these out there just to screw with Nathan. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you to A Browns 47 here. Uh, appreciate the super chat, very very generous. And for folks that don't know, uh, we donate all everything we get to charity and more. Um, so really really appreciate it. We just gave our latest donation to Ben's fund. It was another 20 grand brought our total at over $260,000 that we've donated to charity over the years and, and can't do it without all of you. So super appreciate it. Dude, that's um, an absurd number. Pretty cool, right? That's amazing. Like 260 K. It's a lot of how, money. How old will we have to be when we get to say a million? Will we still be doing this? Like we'll be like when we're, you know, when you're in your, you will, your early thirties, I'm going to be linking up the internet for y'all in your retirement home. I'm going to be making sure you have internet access. So Brian, there's no chance Brian will stay with the round though. Brian's going to kick it well before we get to it. I think that's highly likely. I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago that my blood pressure was going the wrong way. I've, I've got that going in the right direction now, but uh, who knows, man, I'm old. I don't know. A million dollars. If we're at 20 K a year, that's maybe well, we've been, maybe. we've been, like the reason it was only 20 K this time, we've been 40 K for the last two years, but um, they did, we did a quick turnaround. doesn't really matter, but yeah, usually it's around 40 K. Okay. So, yeah. I think we will be. Yeah. I think there's a chance. It'll be fun. Uh, maybe we'll get some, we'll keep growing. You know, the more that we get people to listen, the more people that join, the more people that go to patreon.com slash Hawk blogger, sign up there get access to the Slack channel, more people that do super chats, all that moves us along toward, uh, well, it'll be cool. It'd be fun to, to kick it one day and know that we've put a million dollars in the right direction. Um, so uh, let me give you a small update here, just in terms of what the betting markets are saying. This yeah. is interesting. Yeah. So uh, 
basically CJ Stroud's odds to go number two are increasing pretty significantly. Stroud's odds? Yeah. Where are you looking? Shoot me the link and I'll pull it up for us to to look at. Sure. Let me drop this in the GC. Jen Maz, a patron, longtime patron, uh, has not always agreed with my takes on this draft, I will say, but I love it. Um, oh, wait, I may have reversed it. You, you, I don't bet. I refuse to sports right, bet, so I, you're going to have to read these odds to me. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jen says that Daniel Jeremiah, I assume that's DJ, is saying Seattle is Carter at five. Um, I love that. Um, let me, we've got, if, if Derek's listening, he has been posting the, the odds and I'll pull up one of those. No. Okay. So I was correct. Stroud is now the massive favorite to go number two. It sounds like okay. that is interesting. Um, DK sports book. <sighs> how do you find that anyway i'll look for it but um i shared it in our uh group chat the tweet oh got it okay cool cool uh Um, there were a couple of comments i wanted to address in the chat um let me find this one i think it's our own guy trey actually was like i need evan and nathan to do something all right, it's too far back in history. That's uh, that's okay. But uh, basically, I remember the comment. Um, so when Seattle is on the clock, we will not be looking at Twitter. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about this. Okay, this is the. the I want to. We need Nathan back to get this we do. We do. squared away. But I, I have a plan for us. It's going to be a little bit painful for us, but it's the only way we can guarantee that we all react at the exact same time. So I'll go through that plan once Nathan goes back. Help me remember if I forget. Okay. We'll um, also have to remove the comments because I guarantee YouTube chat I, on the right. Yep. You, do you want me to go through it right now with you? So you know what uh, my plan is? Uh, let's, wait, let's wait for him. I don't want you, you to explain it twice. You guys can pressure test it for, for me once we get there. Okay. Um, so <sighs> I am wondering what – it would take for you to want to trade back um, from the fifth pick? What would have to happen for that to be the the thing that you want to see happen? Yeah. So let me pull back up. Uh, I was, th- I was actually going through this exact simulator a little bit earlier um, with the PFF simulator. So while you're looking at that, thank you, A Brown forty seven, with another hundred dollar donation and super chat. That's amazing, dude. Really, really, really appreciate it. And I think Nathan does need some kind of help with his internet bill. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. The guy works for Microsoft, for God's sake. So like, he should know how to get internet. Um, but yes, Jeff Jeff mostly has figured it out since he moved. So okay, so if Seattle. So let's say Seattle, let's say Tennessee wanted to move up to Seattle's spot. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very realistic, very possible. Yep. Um, they have number 11. Seattle has number five. So we could get number 11. So move back six spots. 
get their round one in 2024. Mm-hmm. And potentially good chance around three in 2024. Would you take that? Would you slide back six spots for an additional first and third? Yes. Yeah. So from five yeah, I mean, not 11. for not for anything. I think if if Jalen Carter is there, then the answer is no. Okay. I, so I've... if Jalen Carter is there, the answer is no. If if he's not, it's still it's still it's then, it's then it's then it's a Will Anderson conversation. If Will Anderson's there, it's probably still a no for me. Um, but even then, it starts to become a little tougher. I'll tell you the other one, Evan, that I think is super possible is one more back, which is the Houston Texans at 12. And if you, the Houston Texans have two first round picks next year. One of them is theirs. One of them is Cleveland's. If you're telling me we get the Houston Texans first round pick next year, I think there's almost no way the Texans are going to be a good team this year. I love that idea. I think you're talking almost certainly a top seven pick and probably a top five, maybe a top three, maybe the top overall. Probably not with Arizona, but in any event, I think you're talking about a a very high pick. And so that one to me, if you're talking about trading back from five to 12, getting that pick and then... Why does... You're talking like a Nolan Smith at that round around that point. Then I, I why does the PFF simulator not let me make a trade with the Texans at number 12? Uh, did you select the Texans as one of your teams? I selected the Seahawks. Oh, it's not letting you trade back. Yeah. They can trade that pick, right? There's nothing weird about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that's a pick from somebody else. So I just wanted to make sure there wasn't some weird. Nope. They should be able to do that. They should be able to do that. Um, we got about a half an hour. Why don't we take some questions? Um, I don't know if Trey put anything in Patreon in the in the Slack chat. I will check. But if folks have questions in on the YouTube side, please go ahead and ask. Um let me just double check here. Trades are behind a paywall. Is that what is that someone's saying that? I, I guess I've got an access to that. So if you want to try it, I'm happy to do that with us. Um, does not look like we had a, a question thread in here. Um, Nathan, what is your least favorite outcome? You talked about that you're, you're happy with most of these. Is there anything that jumps out to you, especially with that fifth pick where you'd be most bummed? Like Tyree Wilson? Yeah, that's my least favorite. Um, but uh, I mean, like Tyree Wilson over Anthony Richardson and like, or Will, you know, some of these guys, like that's going to be tough, but like, I get it, kind of. I mean, they're they're banking on you know just the the traits there, the raw physical talent. So, um, yeah, that'll be the most disappointing. But that's not even one I'll be that mad at. Like honestly, it's it's something insane, like uh, Bijan or <laughs> uh, Skaronski would be really weird. I'd have a tough time understanding that. But like again, that'd be hard to get too mad about because you gotta still feel pretty good about the player. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have any real disaster scenarios. 
trading down, trading down when there are good players on the board, and then settling for something like Lucas Van Ness. Uh, that I think, that I think is gonna bother me. But then we'll have to just have to see what they get, right? If they get like a first next year, then uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. All right. Uh, what do you think is gonna happen at? three do you think the cardinals are going to keep that or do you think there's rumors that the titans are trading up for that what do you think is going to happen there i think it's gonna i think it's gonna get traded there's just too much buzz i think um too many teams that would be interested now it's the titans all the way from 11 so like and I don't know if I'm the Cardinals, I don't know that I feel good. Just like as good as Carter or uh, Anderson or somebody can be feels like that team needs a little bit more volume. Um, but I don't know going from three to 11 is a big, big drop. Hey Nathan, but, something's up with your, your audio, your mic, just a heads up. Oh, is it better? It, it looks like your like your microphone's not connected. Like you're speaking through your laptop or something. Oh, um, it's like out of a nah, tin can. I'll, I'll try to fix it. Uh, uh, what was the question from the chat? Or where we going? No, we were. I was asking Nathan like what would be his disappointment scenario, um, and, and we were kind of talking about Tyree Wilson a little bit or trading back if there was a mm. good good guy. Um, my uh, audio, my my good now. It's a little better. It's still a little like it's echoey. unusual. Not like it's not like normal. It's better. Yes. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Can I go over with you guys a proposal of how we're going to handle this specifically once we get to the Seahawks being on the clock? Does it sound good? Yes, sir. All right. So this is to ensure that we all react at the exact same time. Um, the only way that can happen is that basically if all the, the only thing we're watching is the shared screen of what's on the board. Um, we can pick whichever shared screen, but we pick one that's just a draft tracker. We're not going to watch a stream or anything like that. We turn our phones over, cannot look at phones, can't see text coming in. No other windows open. You can't be watching Twitter. <clears throat> in the stream window that we're in now, you have to click on private chat so you cannot see the comments coming through YouTube or anywhere else. And we just sit here together until the name shows up on the screen. It's going to be probably significantly delayed from where everyone else is seeing it. But that's the only way I can think of that we will guarantee that we will all react at the exact same time. Should we... Uh, do we know if Trey's managing the chat? Because I see several people requesting no spoilers in the chat. That'd be kind of nice for them to experience as well. But I'm not sure how tough that will be to manage. I think Trey is watching. I don't know if he'll be able to avoid, like anticipate every single one of those. Um, but I think that if we just keep talking about it, especially as we get close to that, no spoilers in the chat, keep it to yourself until we react folks, until you see our reaction, until you see it on the screen in front of us, don't say it otherwise um, would be nice. Um <laughs> That's my suggestion, but Nathan, Evan, you guys both have to be on board for this to work. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what? We could even, uh, so Trey said he is going to manage the chat and delete any spoilers. Um, 
but honor code would be nice just to make it a good experience for everybody. Um, Brian, do you think I should have chatted with you about this beforehand, but do you think we could do the audio of the draft when the Seahawks are on the pick? So we hear the audio of like, Oh, and the Seahawks with the number five overall pick select, not the video, but the audio. I think we might be able to, I'm not sure. Basically they have, coding on the video that would absolutely um show up as copyright material and get pulled okay. the video would be pulled so folks that this is inside baseball that, that probably no, no one else cares about but we don't want to put anything up there that's going to show up and get flagged and have the video removed afterwards because there's a lot of folks that have asked to be able to watch this on replay or listen to the the pod on replay and so we can't show any live video or else it will get pulled down um as far as audio, I, I have a feeling it'll it'll still show up. Um, I don't yeah, no, know if fine. it's encoded some way, but yeah, not sure. Uh, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Trey put uh, just a pin note within the YouTube comments as well that just say, "Hey, you know, avoid any spoilers." Would be yes, nice. I like that. I like that. So Brian, you were saying that you think this draft, like. It's all about the fifth pick, right? That is actually not what I said, but I, like, just to be clear, I think that there is the fifth pick and then there's the rest of the draft. Right. I talked about all the fifth pick scenarios. There's also scenarios where the fifth pick goes badly, poorly, and the rest of the draft goes great. And this is still a good draft. Sure. Um, okay. But yeah, I see that divide. I think I, I agree, but like, you know, from a like macro perspective, um, I think the draft really hinges though in terms of like tactical or like, you know, strategy for this, for what they do throughout the draft on the 20th pick is Say more. That is by far the most interesting one to me. Like uh, now there's like, I think Daniel Jeremiah has them taking Anthony Richardson at 20. And if, if he gets to 20, then I mean, that's just insane and awesome. They should run and, and take him. Right. Um, I think there was also I've seen a, a mock somewhat recently where like uh, JSN goes a little after 20, right? But for the most part, I think everyone, all the guys that are typically around in mocks from like 20 to really their second round picks are of somewhat equal quality. And mm -hmm. that's like a normal thing in first in drafts, right? That the first round really tapers off and there's not a big difference. So, like, what they decide to do at 20 then sets them up for probably what they think they want to do, like, positionally in the next, you know, three picks probably, right? So, that 20, like, they can, at five, they just sit and they take a really cool player. And maybe it's a quarterback, maybe it's Jalen Carter, maybe it's Will Anderson, maybe it's Tyree Wilson, maybe it's Devin Witherspoon. And that'll have some effect on what they want to do at 20. But, like, I think 20 really then starts to indicate like okay they've they've gone edge at 20 now you're you know you're thinking about offensive linemen or whatever it is in the rest right that really i think is where the entire draft then pivots off what they do at 20 because that's where they'll have the pick of a lot of positions i agree yeah i agree and, and i'm curious for both of you do you think it's more likely more likely at the end of tonight which is the first round right that the that there'll be two new seahawks one new Seahawk or three new Seahawks? 
Four new Seahawks. Shut up. You don't believe that. I don't believe that. For tonight, you're saying? just Yeah, just for the first round. I think it's possible Seattle trades back out of 20 um, and gets stacks a couple picks in the 30s. But that would still be two new Seahawks tonight. Like like mid-30s. So it'd just be one new Seahawk tonight. I see. So you're talking, yes, that they could trade out of the first round with that pick and pick yep. up some second round picks. Yes. Yep. I also Center being a particular possible. target maybe in yep. there as well. I don't even I don't think know. that's a bad move. It's I, not. I, don't I would think almost it is. be more, I would be more confident in how the Seahawks come out of this draft if they had two more picks between uh, the second and third round, mm-hmm. like top 80. Than if they just had the twentieth pick in their existing choices, um, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, how much of that is bias from the PFF mock, where you there's like ten guys in that range that you like, and no matter who you take at twenty, they're all like still there at the mm-hmm. CX pick, right? I mean, I think. Uh, we we kind of talked about this in the the crisscross episode, right? But like, I mean, I don't know. Every year we do this thing where everyone's like, we get out of the draft and everyone makes fun of everyone's mocks and how bad they all are. <laughs> yeah. And then we come around the next year and people are like threatening to kill each other if you don't think this player is a first round pick. Like, man, we we fuck this shit up all the time. Why are <laughs> so confident? Yep. Yep. It's it's absolutely true. Um. Sorry, I always I'm... forget. Is the first five picks 15 minute clock countdown? Is that what it is? It must ten. be 10 I minutes. So. Do they change it? It's 10 now? It's been 10 for a year or two now, yeah. Right? Maybe I'm talking to my ass. I think it's 10, 7, 5, right? Doesn't second round's like seven or seven and a half, something like that. Uh, Don't look it up. Just believe me. It's true. Uh, <laughs> NFL draft time. Take my word for it. Limit first round. <laughs> It is 10 uh, minutes. Did you guys? It is ten minutes. Did you guys see KJ talk about head and hooker at number five? Hey. Okay, that's one that would make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not Hendon Hooker. It was Henderson Hooker. Oh boy. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. He's talking about a totally different player. No, he's actually talking about Hendon Hooker, but kept saying Henderson <laughs> Hooker. Uh, you had me confused. I was like, legitimately, <laughs> is there? A yeah, he, he said Henderson Hooker like three or four times. That's funny. Yeah. Um, AJ also is the person who told us all that Tedrick Thompson was going to be a all pro safety. So take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Nathan, about the 20th pick. And I feel like that is a pivot point in the draft. And I think I would be more excited if they traded out of the first round with that pick and got more picks. I would definitely be more excited about that than if they traded some picks to get into the first round and we ended up with three first rounders this year. That feels like a really silly thing to do. Right? Trading up into the first, I don't like. Trading from 20 up to like 14, 13. I mean, I don't know what you're... You know, I guess it just depends on like, does somebody slip? Like if Witherspoon gets to 12 13 something like that 14 now are you thinking about trading up to get him trading up is bad like analytically but it is fun 
but this is to me i i think the odds of them trading up tonight are super low super low like less even than even if somebody's like who could slip that would make them trade a up. lot of guys could slip i mean anthony richardson uh devin witherspoon tyree wilson like if they go carter at five and then wilson is there at like 12 now i don't know i mean all those guys could go in like the top eight too so like i mean who knows right but so i don't know if there's a guy you trade up for in that range so okay so not not should they but will they? If Anthony Richardson slides, let's say he's there at like pick. Let's go like eleven or twelve. Do they trade up for him? I think zero chance. Like I'd zero say like, percent chance. I, I think that's like less than five percent chance. Nathan, are you in agreement? John's so disciplined. Like that dude will not. I would never. I never want to negotiate with John Schneider. Because that dude just does, like Golden Tate, you were worth three million dollars a year and not a penny more. And like, I mean, this dude just like, yeah, I, I think it's probably a low chance, but they've done it before. They traded up for Tyler Lockett. I mean, that was only up into the top third, of the right? But so that, but that's the thing, Evan and Nathan. I think that there is high, high, high likelihood that they're going to trade their later picks to move up in the third round, maybe even the second round. They have two fifth round picks that are three picks apart. They don't need 10 draft picks, nor do I think they're going to, you know, well, technically they do need all 10, but um, he has moved up a lot. People think John only trades back, but that's only the first round. He has never traded up in the first round. He always trades back in the first round, but he's traded up in the second round. He's traded up in the third round. He traded up for DK. I mean, he's traded up a fair amount in the later rounds. And I think that's going to happen, but I don't think it happens today. Um, oh, this is interesting. I'm seeing some mocks of a potential situation where Texans trade that. Is it number 11 or number 12 they have um, with the Cardinals at number three? And then they would select back to back. That's an interesting scenario. This is what I was saying. That's an interesting scenario. I hadn't thought of that. What are you talking about? I just talked about them trading up from 12 to get to back to back. Not back to back, but that they would be a team that would be looking to trade up. That's that would be. Troublesome. I just didn't think it would be number three, though. Yeah. How do you guys? If you were if you were a Houston fan, I think some teams do this sometimes. I can't think of any examples, but I'm pretty sure this kind of thing has happened. Where like, if you're Houston, you trade back from two to like seven or eight or something, and then you trade up from twelve, and so you like you know, offset the cost, you, you get extra, you, you still have two picks in the top 12, but you're picking like third and you add picks. I guess it's tough though, because going from like two, from like two to six is probably not going to get you as much as going from 12 to like three is going to cost you. Okay. Had you guys I already read this. I'm assuming you did this post from Jeff Darlington or, or that, that Derek posted um, about Pete Carroll and, and Gino Smith. I was told no, we couldn't look at Twitter. Uh, this is that um, head coach Pete Carroll told Jeff Darlington that he has spoken to Gino Smith and mentioned there is a possibility they could take a quarterback tonight. He's been saying that for a long time. Jalen Carter has also been linked to Seattle and no one is ruling out a possible trade down. 
I'm pretty sure he said that in the giant, the Gino, the Gino, the Gino uh, <laughs> presser when they signed him, right? He did, which, and he's, they've said that multiple times in the past. That's why I'm wondering if this is actually news to now or if they, he's just recycling to get clicks. I mean, maybe he asked Pete and Pete said it again and Darlington didn't know, but like, I don't think this is a new, like, tact from them or anything. I don't either. Good. Why, what why I, do they sing the anthem before the NFL draft? Is that what's and, happening right now? Yeah. Why are they doing that? I don't know. I mean, so the weird. NFL had a lot of trouble for a few years about not being patriotic because of kneeling down. And so that, they, but like before the draft, I don't know, man, <laughs> they're all about the advertisers. Um, <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Eagles and Cardinals have settled a tampering investigation today involving the former Philadelphia DC, Jonathan Gannon as Arizona's new head coach. Eagles traded pick 94 in this draft and a 2024 fifth round pick to the Cardinals for the number 66 pick in this draft. Since when was that like, since when was punishment negotiable? Like a settlement? (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean a settlement? Can we do the like um, the trade chart math on that and find out exactly <laughs> what draft pick the card? I think the Cardinals just said our our coach we just hired is worth like a mid sixth round pick based on the trade chart. If you do that, it. I mean, Eagles gave I don't know what ninety four is. Um, that's a fourth probably, or is that third? And it's like right in the, right close to the middle of there. Could that okay. And then. And then a fifth round pick, and they get the 66, which is. Uh, Actually, that's late, a fair bit. Like, that's, that's like a future. So, like, a the future fifth, fifth is like an equivalent of a this year's six. Right. So you trade like a bottom of the third and a future, and like a, a six round pick to go up to the top of the second. So they're saying their coach is worth, that coach is worth like a fourth round pick. Yeah, something like that. It's not bad. Um, Jeremy Fowler has just tweeted out um, league execs believe they're considering Anthony Richardson and Jalen Carter. I just know they're going to take Anthony Richardson. I just know it. Evan, you were going to have his jersey within like three days. A <laughs> hundred. It's good. I want to be, cl- <laughs> I want to establish something very clear here. Okay. <laughs> I will hate the pick up until it happens. And then yeah. once it happens, I will become Anthony Richardson's biggest fan. I'm going to create you put a on his just bombs yet. Have you looked at his just bombs videos? Like the highlight videos of Anthony Richardson. Oh yeah. That's have, the extensive seen... tape analysis I've done on him. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Uh, and you've seen the stuff where like he's standing like flat footed. Yes. And throws the ball like 65 yards. Crazy arm strength. Yeah. Hitting dudes in stride. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. We can we can like we can like a dumb thing. It's very cool. <laughs> like Anthony Richardson is very very cool. The best part about that is the Geno groupies. I would get a, <laughs> an opportunity to shit on so hard. Mm. Like I would I would love every second of that. I'd be Drew talking Locke massive Pryor's shit on Twitter. On that. What was that? The Drew Lock Pryor is still strong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You and John, you know, you, you Schneider are, are forever Drew guys. Um, I'll read you guys a couple other things because I'm shocked, but John Schneider did his a radio show with 
seven ten to today. <laughs> like I, I thought for sure they wouldn't do it, uh, but but anyway, he had a couple things he said. He said he doesn't have a good feel for what's going to happen before the Seahawks pick at five. He says it's harder to predict than last year. Um, he said on the unpredictability at the top of the draft, he said what could happen at three could also happen at 12 or 15 and said people have done a really good job of keeping things quiet this year and keeping things in-house for us. Um, so I think it's interesting because I think it demonstrates that he doesn't feel like people know what they're going to do. Um he also says Schneider said they're talking to, quote, a bunch of teams about the fifth and the 20th picks. So you don't necessarily want to begin those negotiations when you're on the clock. So they've gotten a head start. Didn't specify whether they're talking about moving up or down. Um, now, another report is that Eagles have had detailed discussions with the Seahawks about the fifth pick, as well as the Ooh. Falcons at the eighth pick. Eagles own the 10th pick in the draft. So that's just, this is going to be friggin' nuts, guys. <laughs> we are minutes away from the start of this thing. Okay, my anxiety um, is starting to raise. So people are asking in Twitter, is there a way for people to sync up their draft with ours? So if you're watching a TV feed, which I would do if I was not watching this, there's no way to sync it up. So I'll just tell you that right now. There's no good way to do it. Um, the only way to truly be in sync with us is to be watching our stream and watching the picks as we see them get announced. I feel like ahead of the until the Seahawks are on the clock, we don't have to turn all the other stuff off. We can Agreed. be fine looking at Twitter. We can be fine getting the pick as soon as it comes in. As soon as the Seahawks go on the clock, we go into code silence. We turn off the chat, we turn over our phones, and we just watch what's on here. So that is if you want to watch with us. I will be, because I'm crazy this way, I'm going to be watching both the NFL.com feed that we have shared on the screen here and the ESPN feed as the picks start to go off, one through four, to see which one is faster at getting the picks. <laughs> and I will share that one by the time we get to five because – Hell, we're going to experiment. We're going to learn. Um, and that's the plan. So if you want to stay in sync with us, if you want to have a true shared experience, one, don't be a dick. Don't post spoilers. Don't po post reactions. Wait until it shows up on the screen until you react. Two, turn your phone over. Don't look at it. Three, uh, I, don't, I suggest you ignore the YouTube chat if you can, uh, even if we're saying no spoilers. And then just follow along with what's going up on the screen. So that's our plan. We will see how it works. How long do the Seahawks have to wait before they can trade Gina Smith? Next year. They can't trade him right now? Uh, let me check. I don't know. I don't remember what his signing bonus was. That's the real. No, definitely not this year. Um, definitely not this year. A post-June first cut would save them 200 k Makes no sense. So just cap wise, it, they wouldn't be able to fit it in. Correct. But are there actually like rules about how long you have to wait after signing a player to trade him? That's a good question. Now I'm trying to think about the player that's been traded the fastest after being signed. Did they technically extend him, or did they? That was a new deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that 
I, I don't think Gino's, Gino's status affects whether they're going to pick a quarterback. Like from a contractual standpoint, I don't think that's the issue. Um, yeah. I, I think there's like, other... Okay. No, no, go, go on. I was going to say, like, if if they do fall in love with a quarterback and they make it, and that quarterback makes it to five and they take him, you know, would... If somebody... It sounds like it's not possible, but, like, cap-wise at least, but, like, if somebody came calling and was like, we'll give you a second for Gino. I don't think anyone will just based on what they ended up signing him for. It doesn't sound like the market's that huge, but it just doesn't look financially feasible. No. Yeah. I, I, I think there is a moment next year where his, his guarantee doesn't, his like a big part of his contract doesn't come in until a certain moment in next year and next calendar year. And so I think there's a time where they could move him or get out of that contract without paying that money. But I, I can't remember all the details. Yeah, so on the fifth day of the 2024 league year, he gets a $10 million roster bonus and his salary becomes fully guaranteed. Yeah. So yeah. that's like March 20th of, right. of 2024. So they they could they could move him or, or cut yeah. him or whatever before then if they wanted to. And save $14 million at minimum. If, if Anthony Richardson's name get picks, gets picked before Seattle – or Jalen Carter gets picked for Seattle, which is going to be like more disappointing, which is going to cause more frustration for you guys. For, for Evan, I know the answer. For maybe CJ Stroud for you. But I think I know the answer still. But like Nathan, for you, who will, you, will your heart sink a little bit when Anthony Richardson, if he gets his name called before Seattle? Yeah, a little. But I think probably more for Carter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I know because we talked about with Evan, I know he's pretty much locked in on Carter, um, but I think Stroud, it's going to hurt if Stroud goes anyway because Evan really, really likes him. Um, uh, that Cardinal story is so wild. Can they be any more screwed up? That franchise. I mean, that is nuts, man. I, I, I they, not only do they tamper and then have to pay for it, but they are paying for it for a coach that seems like destined to be an absolute disaster. I don't know. That seems kind of slick, though. Like, if you get caught <laughs> tampering and just be like, hey, let's let's just let's settle this. on." It's like when you rear in somebody and you're like, hey, let's not get the insurance companies involved here. OK, let's just. Has uh, that ever happened before where like the teams work it out as opposed to the league issuing like here? Yeah. The the Cardinals front office has been watching a lot of drives to survive. This is a very common thing in F1 where if you like if you pass somebody and it's not super legal, you you give it back. You give the spot back. You, the, they get on the radio to the driver like, yeah, hey, you know, that wasn't maybe super cool. You got to give it back. And then the F, uh, FIA is like, yeah, we're good. You gave it back. Everything's fine. You settled it. So I think that's what it is. This is all part of the f oneization of the NFL. Um, dude, it's five o'clock. It's five o'clock. I have <laughs> our, our, uh, our, our Twitter chat is blowing up. People are freaking out. It's an exciting moment. Um, I am not watching any live stream, so I can't say what's going on that way. Um, can somebody tell me when, when this, when the, uh, Panthers are on the clock? Yeah, I've got the audio in the background and 
Yeah, ESPN is just showing Anthony Richardson highlights right now. So that's the state of current things. How will you feel if, like, I, I know you and I are both in similar boats. If they do go Anthony Richardson at five, give me your level of upsetness. Will you be devastated? Will you be angry? Will you? Be I'm immediately angry? talking myself into the pick. Yeah. Not like we have no other help. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's no, there's no doubting his upside is so high, right? It's, it's astronomical. It's, it's, uh, you know, he's an athletic freak. He's got all the tools. It's, it's footwork related issues. It's technique related issues. You know, he hasn't been, you know, he only played, what was it like 16 games in college or something? Like he doesn't have a whole, you know, long tenure or career to him. Um, it's just it's it's the weight of number five. It's the weight of this pick within the state of this franchise right now. It's the weight of what number five means to Pete Carroll. You know, this is I would be a lot less nervous if this was, you know, we are on a different trajectory right now. But this could either capitulate us to a Super Bowl run or this could, you know, basically make us maybe not irrelevant, but it, it would set us back pretty badly to miss this pick. Yeah, I, I would be, I would be disappointed. Um, and uh, I would also then just have to hope. I mean, uh, you know, like there was a time not even less, th less than a year ago that I was focused on this being a quarterback pick. And that, Why that did was, it, sorry. What? An NBA beat reporter somehow, Shams, just uh, dropped the number one pick overall. Oh, really? Who yeah. is it? Who is it? it it's Bryce Young. It's Bryce Young. Of course it is. How, they went on the clock for like a second, and somehow Shams dropped it. I mean, they traded this pick like from the sure. pick weeks ago. They knew who they want. Interesting. What did they give up again? It was DJ Moore. Ah, hold on, hold picked. on. Albert Breer is reporting the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Falcons have been actively exploring moving down. That's interesting. The Titans have had talks to go to number three and number eight. The Eagles have had talks to go to five and eight. That's Seattle. What happens at two with Houston will factor into whether these deals happen. Hmm. What is it that Houston could do that would make Seattle want to trade down or stay put? Um, they... I mean, it depends on what you believe. If you believe that they actually are in on quarterback, then if they take one of the guys they like, then that could be it. If it's, if they've, if they, here's the thing, if they have decided that they are not going to draft Jalen Carter, which I think we've talked about this, but we haven't really acknowledged. They absolutely could have decided they are not going to draft Jalen Carter. And if that's the case, that if Will Anderson goes and he was their guy, then what are they sticking around for? I think that's the basic question. But you trade down to like whatever the Eagles though. And then you're not, you're maybe not even getting Tyree Wilson. Like what are you doing down there? I'm telling you, my my thought there has been. I think Nolan Smith is a possibility. That that would be my first thought there. I think the cornerbacks are another option, depending on where Weatherspoon goes. But 
Nolan Smith is the first guy in my mind. Nolan Smith, <clears throat> he he fits into my DK rule a little bit. My which my DK, my Tariq Woolen, like I learned my lesson. Just don't don't like bet against guys that are that like freakishly talented. But I he's not a big dude. <laughs> like the thing about DK is he's like crazy fast for a wide receiver, and he's super huge for a wide receiver. Nolan Smith is crazy fast for a edge. He is not big for a wide receiver. Like, uh, you know, so I, I just, I think I'd hate that. I think Nolan Smith is like, that's the thing. You you put him out there as like, what's the plausible number five mm-hmm. big surprise? I'd hate that. I'd hate that a lot. I, I, I'm not saying I think it should happen, but I was talking about what are some like shocking names that nobody's talking about that could potentially like possibly be there. Um, be the, the pick that they make. The reason I think Nolan Smith fits is he is, he, he's a guy that essentially can fit at outside linebacker really well in the three, four. Um, I think people talk about him an edge, but he's, he's a really good fit there. He's a great run defender. He is a, he is very speedy. He's good. He'll be good in coverage. He's basically the inverse of Daryl Taylor. Um, Daryl Taylor can get after the passer. Nolan Smith can, you know, defend the run, set the edge and play in coverage. And I think with his physical traits, he has the potential to really grow as a pass rusher. So I think he could end up being a really good player. He's also known as an amazing leader, amazing energy, all that kind of stuff. So that kind of physical freakishness is not common. And I could get into it. I, I could, I, I don't want him at five. I'm not saying I'm advocating, but if you're trading back to the 10 to 12 range, he's near the top of my list for, for that, that pick. I, I bet they would. I wonder if they wouldn't take Miles Murphy actually there. So it looks like uh, they are announcing the pick um, a little bit early and are not taking the full 10 minutes. It appears. Okay. Um, after the, the seven hour bridge, well, after the top 10, the class flattens out. So every team from 10 to 14, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Houston, Green Bay, and New England have all made calls the last week about moving up. Once the first tier goes other than Bijan, the draft will become needs based with runs on positions. O-line will be at a premium. This is why I think that the sleeper potential 20th pick or 25th around there is John Michael Schmitz. I think there is a real chance the Seahawks could decide to go center, um, which I'm not saying is the right decision, but I have a feeling they may they may go that direction. I think the run on offensive line will be tackled, so it will. It will. I do think that centers are going to get pushed up this year. Hmm. I, uh... But maybe that's another thing. Like, again, like all of how like so many people are thinking about this draft is based on the PFS mock simulator, including me. So I'm not like shitting on anybody here, but like, you know, what if it's wrong? And what if we have like, oh, totally going to be wrong. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, okay. But like, uh, I mean, it's not crazy that like four tackles go between five and 15. Right. And you have cornerbacks, you could have three cornerbacks that go in that. So like trading down to 12 feels kind of yucky based on, all of my mock draft uh, experience, but maybe they have a better beat on it. And Tyree Wilson will be down there, right? Or something like yeah. that. 
Uh, so Sean Pyle, thank you for the super chat. Uh, asks if they trade back with the Eagles to ten, is is that too rich for Jackson Smith and Jigba? I don't think so uh-uh. at all. You don't think it's too rich, right? No, no. Yeah. I think that that's I think that's a totally plausible possibility. I think there's a chance, depending on how they feel about him, that like a Dalton Kincaid or or like a, a t- one of the tight ends could be that guy in that range. I don't. I'm not saying they will. I think there's a chance that no receiver other than JSN gets drafted in the first round tonight. I think there's a chance of that. I probably have more um, things that I would love, even though I know they're a bad idea picks in this draft than I don't know. I can't like objectively like anything Richardson at five is probably a bad idea, but like, I mean, he, he can throw it over those mountains. Right. And then like Dalton Kincaid at 10, yeah, you shouldn't do that, but I mean, I'm cool like seeing how it works out. Like, I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> I'm interested. You'd be pretty excited. I would. And, you would and be I'd pretty be like, excited. Yeah, I would be very excited. And the whole time, I'll be saying, "Hey, this is really dumb, but this could be a whole lot of fun too. Like, maybe this is going to be really cool." Um, yeah. I don't know. So, Evan, you said that they've already turned in the pick. Uh, yeah, so that was that was incorrect. Okay, because um, I'm like the Panthers are just now on the clock, according to what I'm seeing. Yeah, they're on the clock finally. Okay, sounds like they started maybe late as well. Maybe they got mad at Sh- at Sham and uh, telling him to shut up. Somebody in the chat is asking, is saying we haven't discussed what they might get in a trade in return for a trade back, like a second and a third. I think if they go from five to what's what's Philly at eleven or twelve? Philly's at ten. 10 okay five to ten i mean i don't know second and a third might be rich i don't know if you can that's probably close though right from do yeah. you go from five to ten from five to ten you would get at least a second yeah you wouldn't sure. get a 2024 first I mean, no maybe but Pro- probably know. maybe for a philadelphia team that doesn't expect to pick until the late late back half of the draft i think that's possible hmm. Um, I think if you want to, if, if you want a 2024 first, you've got to probably be talking around 11, 12, dropping back. Got it. And the other way is if the team moving up wants a quarterback and there's, and they specifically like, they really think that if, unless they come up there, they're not going to get it. Usually quarterbacks get a premium and maybe you'll get someone to do something stupid. So according to the old draft chart, 10, to five it's a difference of 400 points which is the equivalent of the 50th 50th overall pick with so with philly i mean where else do they where else does philly pick okay now i'm nervous i mean you could do some is this guy down is this guy i'm sorry did this guy just give us another hundred dollars that's insane (laughs) i love this guy for dicks though for dicks None, none of this in and out stuff. Oh, he's away in and in and out. Ah, oh, take it back. Take your hundred dollars back. You don't do it <laughs> I, as much as I love a Brown's forty-seven contributions, well, I don't want to say it because I don't want to say anything that's going to be negative jinx territory. But, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. I'll just say thank you. I'll stop there. Okay, so Philly has the tenth and the thirtieth pick. So Seattle could do something where they like traded five and. Five, five, and eighty-three for ten and thirty is close 
ish. That's interesting. Um, Philly might want a little bit more coming back on that. Yeah. Oh, man. I think the sneaky move here is going to be potentially the Texans trading up to three. I, I really do think that that's a total possibility. <clears throat> Everyone's been saying all along, I don't get how you could go out of this, get out of here and not draft a quarterback. You can't have Davis Mills again. I think that they could want two of those top guys. And so I thought Seattle was an option. I think that they might want to preempt the Colts. I, I think one of the storylines here has been, are you really going to pass on CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis and then watch those guys play again? One of those guys play against you for all these years and deal with the potential that you passed on a quarterback at two. I I think that's all real. So I think the way you guarantee that that doesn't happen is you trade up to three and you get two of the guys you want. I I don't know why Houston would actually stay at 12, to be honest. Like if I'm them, I absolutely am getting one of, my top defensive choice, whoever that is, and I'm getting my quarterback of the future. Oh, boy. Preflight Donut said, this is all based off the old trade chart, which I don't think John actually uses for his own purposes, at least. Um, 10, so Eagles send 10, 30, 66 to Seattle for 5 and 52. Again, that's Seattle's coming out on the good end of that, uh, even by the old trade chart. But that does work out close as well. And that would be kind of so basically you move you move back from five to ten and from fifty-two to sixty-six to pick up thirty. So I'm hearing not surprising after Sham's already reported it, and maybe he's just saying what we already know because everyone already picked it. But uh, I did see another person report. This is Kevin Cole that Bryce Young is going to the Carolina Panthers. This is the big priors win for me. I've maintained all along that Bryce Young is the best quarterback. So, um, who is their, who's their coach again for the Panthers? He's very smart. I don't remember who he is, but he's quite intelligent. Um, what do you what do you ask? Sorry, who's the Panthers head coach? Frank Reich. Oh yeah, see, very smart. Very. He very was the last guy. to know, though. He, he it was Scott Fitterer, the GM, former Seahawks guy, um, and Dan Morgan, who's I think one of their chief personnel guys. Um, they just told Frank Reich two days ago who it was. That was really interesting. They brought him in, and and they like it was a consensus quote at that point. But it was weird. Like, can you imagine being a head coach and just being told, "Here's who we're going to take at the quarterback position number one," That's especially as a guy who's quarterback, uh, quarterback weird right there's got to be more to the situation than just that though i mean this was i literally that wasn't a report i watched frank reich get interviewed and describe the the way things happened that's so like that's- <laughs> it was really weird dude it was weird um this is an older tweet from you know deba- debated about whether this is worth reading i don't know this guy as well but says, uh, fascinated to see what the Texans say after they take C.J. Stroud second overall. From what I understand, he was not the second-ranked QB on the front office's board. That was Will Levis. Very much seems to me like ownership stepped in and took the controls. So they're saying heard... Stroud to the Texans? Like, is that person reporting that? This was, this was yeah, this was reporting this. This is about a half an hour ago. Um, 
And, and so I've heard that this is not uncommon. I mean, there's a lot of folks like the Colts, for example, that like Jim Irsay is going to just, he'll wave his finger and no matter what, get who he wants or like, can we are so fortunate to not have that activist owner that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> but um, like, I feel like doing. even Jim Irsay probably just like, to me, it's very possible that Jim, Irsay, Jim Irsay comes in and says, take a damn quarterback and then like walks out the door and like you have your direct, but like to come in and say, no, not that quarterback, this other quarterback, that is like bizarre. Well, Think about it for a lot of these people. Like it's a toy that they own. They're so rich. This is something they've wanted. It's like a kid's toy that they've got. It is a business as well, but they read, they read the blogs. They read Twitter. They watch their own videos that they see. They go to the pro days sometimes. And they can just decide, I want to watch this guy on my team. I want to pay him money. I'm going to hire him. And they have every right to do it. The process is fucked. But like the, like the logic of them choosing to do that checks out, you know? I guess in that respect, like, good on Jerry Jones for not faking it. Jerry Jones is just, I mean, like, I think they probably have a GM or something, right? But like, Jerry yeah. Jones is not shy about like, no, I run this team, right? Yeah. Like. I don't know. Is is the I don't even know who the Houston Texan owner is, but like, is this dude like it's working? Is he grinding tape, or is he just like walking in and like, <laughs> I saw this Ohio State game. We're we're drafting we're drafting CJ Stroud. I mean, okay, wait. So we should get these priors um, on there. Um, okay, ESPN was faster. We were switching to sharing this tab. Yeah, I'm switching. So we are on the ESPN tab now. They were faster. NFL, yeah, NFL network's slow as fuck. Yep. Um, so is that big enough that you guys can see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I think CJ Stroud is going to be a better quarterback over 10 years than Bryce Young. And the main reason I think that is because I have trouble seeing Bryce Young staying healthy uh, enough um, through that time frame. That's that is my current take. And I think if I want to hear from you guys over the over a ten year period, who is going to be the best quarterback in this draft? I think it's C.J. Stroud. So Nathan, you think it's it's Bryce Young, yes? Over Anthony yeah. Richardson. So Bryce Young is easily the best quarterback in this class, but he's short. Uh, and everyone that's watched the Seahawks is like poisoned by the Russell Wilson experience, which is a bizarre thing to be poisoned by. It was pretty good. I got to know that a lot for not being appreciative enough of those years. Um, but like everyone's like, oh, short quarterbacks can't do things that Russell Wilson wouldn't do. Uh, when like Drew Brees apparently just didn't exist. Um, so like, I'm not worried about the short thing. I'm not worried about the small thing. Like Tyler Lockett is very small. He never gets hurt. He got hurt one time with on a freak thing where he broke his leg. Like you're uh, really not worried about his durability, taking sacks, taking hits. I don't know. Like Aaron Rodgers is a big old dude and he got, uh, they fell on him one time and broke his clavicle and he missed a bunch of time. Like I, I don't, think there's probably like if 
I would love to see some data that shows that a smaller quarterback is more likely to miss more time. I just don't like a smaller frame quarterback. I just, I just don't really buy it. There's never been a quarterback. His, his size weight wise. That's true. Like he is, he is uh, an outlier. And that's what I'm saying to me. It's not the height. it, It is like Russell Wilson. He's got, he's got the thick double C going on. Like he is, He's a big boy. He's always been athletically like built. And he also is very good at not getting hit. Like he's, he's very wise about when to run out of bounds and how to avoid those hits. Kyler Murray is, I think, a, a, an interesting comparison with Bryce Young. I think Kyler Murray is much more shifty, um, much more likely to break the pocket and run. So I don't think he, Bryce Young is going to be necessarily putting himself in harm's way. But Kyler Murray, he dives on the ground every three seconds, like whenever there's con- contact coming that I think does affect his ability to be a good quarterback. So I'm just wondering, like, what's Bryce Young's sustainable path to not getting destroyed at 203 pounds? He is a very uh, he's not an athlete. Like, I mean, he's athletic, but he is right. not Anthony Richardson's uh, quarterback, right? Like he is. a oh, shit. Passer. What? I think pick is in. Pick is in for the Texans. Do you know what it is? I do know what it is. Say it, dude. Are we wait? Are we spoiling on here? Are we waiting for ESPN? No, people. Like, if they're listening to this, they're not getting spoiled if they're hearing it from us. Yeah, okay. yeah, no. It's uh, they're taking CJ Stroud number wow. two overall. Okay, this is good. Will Anderson is falling this, down the board. This, yeah, this means. This means. This is the big moment, right? So now the third pick. This is the pick, fuckers. What, like, someone's going to trade in there, hopefully, and take a quarterback. If that happens, there is a chance that we will get the four quarterbacks in the first four picks, and every single defensive player will be available to Seattle. You have to take Will Anderson if he's there at five. You just have to. I don't think so. I'm I'm a Jalen Carter over Will Anderson guy at this point. I, I, I won't be upset if Will Anderson's the pick, but I think Will I think Jalen Carter gives you the most upside potential to help really build a championship team. I think Will Anderson does not take this team from like a six to an eight and a half. I think Jalen Carter could take the team from a six to a seven and a half or something like that if he works out. Okay, so you gotta hope somebody trades up to number three here, right? If you if you're hoping for a defensive player, you hope you know the Falcons, Titans. Uh, who else is options to move up to number three? I think the so the, Texans maybe. You don't want back. the Texans because the Texans will take a defensive, defensive player. player. Yeah. Um, the Titans are the, the the hope, but they didn't. They wanted Stroud. It sounded like, and it sounds like that won't work out now. Um. If they wanted Levis, if somebody wanted Levis, that like all the word is that that the is that the Colts want Levis. That's the the word. And if that's the case, if someone wants him, they have to move. Anthony Richardson is the other guy. If, the, if people think the Seahawks want Anthony Richardson, they have to move into this spot. I think the Titans are actually a really good spot for Anthony Richardson. I, I think him and Derrick Henry in the backfield together could be a really good match. Um, oh, don't fuck. know if that's what they want. Uh, you oh, know, fuck. talking about it's happening. Oh, fuck. <laughs> talking oh, about fuck. ways that like this draft can go very differently than people think. 
I don't think it's crazy that the next quarterback doesn't get taken until 20. I I think you're right. I think it's You don't possible. think Indy's obsessed with Will, uh, Will Levis or whatever his name is? You don't think they're obsessed with him? Because it sure Maybe. seems like it. Maybe. The Cardinals are on the clock. It says there's less than seven minutes to go for them to get a pick in. What stream? Are you on the ESPN stream? Yeah, that's what I'm sharing. It's on the screen, dude. Oh, sorry. I, th- I was talking video stream. Oh, no. I'm not watching any video streams right now. Okay. Um, I am looking at Twitter. Oh, trade. I think I just saw trade. Wait, really? I I I, uh, I lost it. We can DeAndre oh. Hopkins out of the the division. I'm spamming refresh. I think maybe it was the old Cardinals trade with the with uh <sighs> with the Eagles about that. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on. I don't know how much we've talked about this, but Seattle is in a really cool position right now where they feel like they're on the rise. They could add something really cool here at five with other teams with two teams in their division that feel like they're actively dismantling, you know, the, the Rams have already fully like torn it all the way down. Yep. And you know, the Cardinals are talking about trading Deandre Hopkins and, and so like you still got the Niners and that's, that's, you know, a big deal. But now, now you have Aaron Rodgers out of the division. Not that he was any good last year, but like Seattle could could be hitting a really, really cool just timing overall in the league where they are on the up, while everyone else in this conference is. In I the agree. Division and in the conference are on the way down, and like people talk. I mean, so much of winning the Super Bowl is luck, and and this is a lot of luck that could be swinging Seattle's way if they if they nail this draft. It's right. a big deal. At the this point, I'm closing deal. Twitter. I, oh. I got to close Twitter at this point. I, I'm not. Not yet. Not Evan, yet. do you have like a Fitbit or like a heart monitor on your... <laughs> Can we get you to do like a side screen, Brian, with uh, Evan's heart rate on one side? I'm and... trying to get progressively oh more stressed God. right now. You're getting twitchy over there. Bro, I'm fucking nervous. <laughs> Sorry. The Cardinals are going to take this thing all the way down trying to find somebody. To, like, I think they're going to end up taking a shitty trade, most likely to move. Like, they, if they pick at this spot, it's a stupid thing to do. Like, they should absolutely that. be trying to trade out of this. That They are such a garbage piece of shit for they're these guys. So they're just, like, so pathetic and embarrassing and regretful. It's but just... What if, they, what if they fucking pick Jalen Carter right here? That would just... I would, I would fucking be so upset. I would be... Uh... Actually, I'm not going to finish that sentence. I would be really upset. I would be I doing. I would be almost, doing awful illegal things. Wouldn't that almost just feel right though? That like a garbage franchise takes just a, a big risk on a big red flag guy. And uh, with Seattle's going to take Jalen Carter, and I'm going to be telling you all about how like the characters are concerns are dumb, and this is so amazing. But this, if the Cardinals take him, trash franchise taking red flag players, like what a what a joke. I, it would be. <laughs> So Arizona has three and a half minutes left on the clock here. They have not traded the pick yet. Yep. If they, if they stick, do you think they take Will Anderson? That seems to be the consensus. Fuck. Um, I'm okay with that because that's going to mean Jalen Carter's available. Uh, What I want, what I want is someone to trade into this pick and take Anthony Richardson. That's what I want. 
I have a bunch of Arizona friends texting me right now, like this is completely undeserved hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You've had Steve Kine as your GM for years. There is no such thing as undeserved Cardinals hate. Come on. Uh. <laughs> Steve Keim has been doing these interviews and they are so brutal. They are so brutal. He talked about how like Nick Bosa came in and was telling him, hey, I think you're going to take that short quarterback, Kyler Murray. I'm going to haunt you for years. And he's like, ha ha ha. And he's like, he just completely owned you and being accurate. Like you, you were really bad at your job. Um, and I think he also talked, he, I think he was quoted today as saying draft day was one of the most accurate movies he's ever seen. What the fuck? I mean, if that's how you think NFL works, there's no wonder you are no longer in the NFL. He was there for like 15 years, right? No, it's so bad. He took a quarterback top 10 or whatever and traded him the next year. That was actually smart. That was probably it the was best smart thing to trade him. But I mean, the guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. No, but talk about sunk costs and just yes. getting the hell out. Like <laughs> that was smart. Someone said Texans are trading up. Is that a f- confirmed? I think Jen Mass said it. Jen Cardinals Mass are trading it. with the Texans per rap sheet. Shut the fuck up. They moved up to number. Th- they're going to take Will Anderson. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> I Anthony Richardson. Happening. Anthony Richardson. Oh, what are they? What are they going to get? What are they going to get? <laughs> they're going to take Will Anderson. Most likely. They're going to take Will Anderson and the Colts are going to take Will Levis. And Seattle's going to take Anthony Richardson over Jalen Carter. We, we literally talked about this exact scenario, though, of Stroud and Anderson with the Texans trading back up to number three before the show. Yep. We literally talked about this exact scenario. It makes a ton of sense. I, I don't know why they would have stayed at 12. It didn't make, there's no reason for them to do that. And for the Cardinals, moving back to 12 makes a bunch of sense. I don't know what they're going to get, but if they get, if they get, Texans, Houston's first round pick next year, not Cleveland's, but Houston's. This is a big shitty thing for us. Like <laughs> them, them getting Houston's first round pick next year would be a bad thing for us. Um, long term, not near term. Okay. It uh oh wait, wait, wait. I think I just saw. Yep. Um, they trade the pick. I think uh, the Texans are selecting Will Anderson. Yep. There it is. Has this ever happened before? Have we ever had a team trade up to tra- to draft like, or just ever in any scenario, back the draft back to back in the top three? Yeah, yeah. Or have, I mean, sorry, sorry, I'm reading stuff. Okay. Say that again. Has this ever happened? I asked the question. You just you said yes. Uh, <laughs> has this ever happened before, where a team drafted back to back? I don't think three? so. I would be surprised. Um, I want, I want to know the comp to go from twelve to three. I thought I saw that they were getting the Cleveland first round pick next year. I'm trying to find where I saw that. That's not bad either, to be honest. No, it's not as good as the Houston one. Um, Cleveland. Um, okay. Have not seen final word on that. Okay. Houston gets three and one Oh five. Arizona gets 12, 33, 2024 first and 2024 third, but it doesn't it doesn't specify which. 2024 God, that Texans first. first round pick could be so high though. Hmm. Hmm. All right, guys, we are a pick away from going into silent mode. So, yeah, uh, 
up until the Levis, hopefully the Levis pick is made at four. Until the, uh, in, as soon as Indianapolis pick is in, we are turning our phones over. We are turning no, off. No, this shit's screens. off right now. This shit's off right okay. now. Uh, it's done. It's done. The last oh, thing we need to do is go to private chat. Once we get there, we don't have to do that yet. We can still look at the YouTube chat, but we will have to switch over. Oh my um, god! Holy shit! <laughs> Uh, I mean, you look terrified. <laughs> well, it's a big deal. Oh, wait, oh wait, God. wait. Yeah, so Will Anderson's official. Indianapolis is on the clock. Indianapolis is on the clock. We are going to find out who they're taking. This is going to... Most likely, if they pick Anthony Richardson, which they could pick, um, then this is awesome because they're not taking Will Levis. <laughs> so I'm hoping this is... I'm hoping this is... Anthony Richardson right here. Um, not checking shit. All my devices are on do not disturb. This shit's in skiff mode right now. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I just see I, the comment notification popping up. Don't give a fuck. You're all getting ignored. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm just. Ugh. So Will Anderson is not going to be a Seahawk. That is that's news. That's one of the guys we've talked about a lot. I think it's the good news about this is we will never have to wonder whether the Seahawks should have taken Willie Anderson over any of the guys they do pick. Wasn't an option. Never was going to be really an option. They weren't going to trade up to do it. Um, he's going to be in Houston and Houston. Good for them. I think this is a smart move. I think CJ Stroud and Will Anderson coming out of this draft with two of the top five players, two of the top three players. I think you got to feel good if you're a, a Texans fan. Um, yeah. I would. You get arguably the best defender in the in the draft, and you know, top two quarterback. That's a that's a good setup for launch. Yep, yep. And I think if you're Arizona, you got to feel good. Like they are in. It's good value. Uh, they are in good good position. Um, uh, yeah, trying to find out if they got the Cleveland first round pick or not, but it's not not clarifying for me. Um, so Colts, is this is this clearly Levis? Is it going to be someone else? Let's remind people after this pick, do not spoil. Do not put spoilers in the chat after the Colts pick. You can spoil the Colts pick if you really want to. That's fine. But do not put the Seahawks pick. Do not react to the Seahawks pick in chat until you see it on your screen here. Until you see it show up right here next to the Seahawks. That is what Nathan's going to be looking at. That's what Evan's going to be looking at. That's what I'm going to be looking at. Do not spoil it for other folks. We will all react together. Oh, I think I'm hearing someone say, is that a report or is that real? That Anthony Richardson... Anthony Richardson is the pick at four. Anthony Richardson is the pick at four. Holy shit. It's happening. All right. Everybody close shit down. Turn they they selected it over Will Levis? Over Will Levis. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. There were Seahawks draft clues that were tied to Will Levis. No, no. Fuck no. Wait, hold on. Just make sure you click to private chat. Do everything's not off. Everything's off. Nathan, everything's turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 
fucking hell, guys. This is. I cannot big. believe they took Anthony Richardson. This is disaster scenario potential now, though. <laughs> this is them trading down, not taking Jalen Carter. This is them taking Will Levis. I think you have to take Carter. I think this you is have the, to. They're like, this, this is could not be disaster. Awesome, this is I totally disagree. I totally disagree. This is why this is great. We will never have to argue about whether they should have drafted Anthony Richardson or Will Anderson. That but is what if we have to argue about whether they should have taken Jalen Carter. Now, Jalen Carter is still the one to argue about, but that's one out of three. And I, I'm telling you, the Anthony Richardson thing was going to like kill this, this fan base if he turned out to be great and they didn't draft him. So we don't ever have to worry about that. I don't think they're going to take Will Levis. I do think that you're talking about either a trade back or Jalen Carter. And I think the, the biggest thing you're talking about is, do you pass on Jalen Carter? That's your quote disaster scenario right now. For the right return, you do. For the right return, you do. What's the right return? I mean, who's trading up for Will Levis right now? I don't what know if anyone's going to trade Tyree up. Wilson, though. What's that? They- what if they sit here and take Tyree Wilson? Oh, I would not feel good. I would not feel good. It'd be rough. It'd it would be rough. rough. Nathan, um, are you alive? I think Nathan's turning off his video so he can go cheat and look at, at what's happening. Um, he better not be. Oh my God. So the funny thing is all the comments, I'm going to say it again. If you are watching, do not spoil the Seahawks pick. Do not do that to other people. People want to see it live. Do not talk about the Seahawks pick until you see a name show up on the screen here. Uh, right next to the Seahawks. All right. You see my, my finger and unless it shows up there, do not talk about the pick and chat, show some restraint, give people a chance to react together. Um, guys, I think this is breaking almost as well as you could have hoped. I, I, I mean, like four months ago, we were dreaming about taking Jalen Carter at number three. We were dreaming about it. What changed the combine? For me, the pro day no. was the biggest change. The yeah, he showed up with boobies at the pro day. Like, <laughs> yeah. he had the man boobs. And okay, eight pounds overweight, motherfuckers. He can he drop that finish. in like a day and a half. He couldn't okay, you know what? Pete Carroll's culture in Seattle will fix this man. We wait can a fix minute, it. Evan. Evan, do you have a a workout plan that will dro- drop eight pounds of booby weight in like a day? <laughs> Yes, I do. Asking yes, I for do. A friend, like, well, what is, what are you doing there? Can I just say how appreciative I am that you guys all agreed to seeing this together? In the past years, we've always had someone know it before the other person. Uh, two years ago, Nathan was like, "Oh, I think you'd give this grade a D." It was was the hint he gave. When hey, that worked out. That was optimistic. Okay, so they're announcing the Colts pick. They're announcing the Colts pick right hey, well, now on ESPN. the screen. It's already showing Anthony Richardson. Okay. So is that what are you looking at, Evan? You should only be looking at us right now. No other way. Oh, okay. Not even the audio? No. Don't okay. no. Turn all that off, dude. Okay. Turn it all it's off. It's all off. It's all off. It's all, all off. off. You're in this only with us. Okay. So I'm waiting for text to appear on the screen. Yes. We were we were gonna see this all happen. We were watching right here in the top left. This is how much time's left for the Seahawks. Six minutes to go. Oh my god. Um, we'll know when the pick is in. I, I like that I they've got bet. the need. The needs here are basically every position on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Entire roster. Entire roster. <laughs> quarterback on there. We like, can use a coach as well if you got one of those. You know, like <laughs> maybe an owner. Jeff Bezos is available. Oh my god. 
I cannot believe the Colts took Richardson. I cannot believe that. All right. I want you guys to to bet to bet your podcast, to bet your house, to bet everything. What's happening here? I, I will go first. I think Seattle's trading down. I think they take Jalen Carter. I think that they oh my God. don't draft Jalen Carter and stay because no one else gives them a deal to move down. Is it Tyree Wilson or is it Devin Witherspoon then? Well, that's more than you're asking for. I, I would guess it's probably Tyree is, is maybe my best guess. Um, maybe like either one of those are a possibility. And that's insider information coming from the man who spoke to John directly. Uh-huh. Took a selfie. Um, I, oh my God. I really want them to draft Jalen Carter. And I want to be clear before it happens. Oh my God. It's not because I think he's guaranteed oh. to be great. I think there is serious bust potential with Jalen Carter. The reason I want that name so bad is because I don't think there's anyone else that they could draft that has the potential to help this team become really, really good in the next few years more than Jalen Carter. I think him plus Draymond Jones on that defensive line, combined with other picks they're going to make in this draft, have the potential, if he works out, to be an addition that there's no other way that they could make. There's no way they would add someone who is a top five defensive tackle through free agency, through trade, not going to happen. So that is why for me, you just got to roll the dice. You got to shoot for the highest possible return on this pick. And I think that's Jalen Carter. Fuck. You know, if we were a real professional organization, we would take a commercial break right now. (laughs) That's what they do whenever the Seahawks pick, right? Whenever the Seahawks pick. Um, Where they're running this all the way down. Those fucking Texas mother trade. Those Texas... Those Texas motherfuckers knew we were going to take Will Anderson at five. They knew it. Dude, here's the de- here's my read, guys. If they were picking Jalen Carter, the pick would already be in. Right? I don't know. John, again, John just – I think they, he looks for this, right? These, these are the but, best seven and a half minutes of this dude's – or ten minutes of this dude's life. Or a year, at least. These are trolls. John Schneider and Pete Carroll are trolls. Oh, they love that, too. Yeah, for sure. I'm just watching these numbers slowly tick down and just waiting for any change. So it, it'll say if there's a trade, right? It'll say, yep, three minutes to go. Come on, John. Fuck. I think I think this is not good news if you want Jalen Carter. I, I really do feel like if they if they felt strongly that Jalen Carter was the guy that they wanted, the pick would already be in. So this is them trying to trade and trade down and see what they can get. I, I, I'm. That's my my read. Who, so who are the bidders? Is it is it Tennessee moving up for five at Will? It for could Will be Levis? Philadelphia. Maybe Philadelphia really wants Bijan or Philadelphia's building the whole damn Georgia defense. They already got Jordan Davis and uh, Nikhil. Uh, what's Kobe uh, Nikobe Dean? Kobe Dean. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think Philadelphia is the best bet. But we've been hearing we've been hearing rumors about Tennessee moving up, right? Being dumb, that's for Ryan a quarterback, Tannehill. unless they want Will Levis. That's what I'm saying. So you got one quarterback left, really, unless you count Head and Hooker. You need somebody out there who loves Jalen Carter or who loves well Will Tennessee, Head and Hooker. God, wouldn't that be hilarious? That's not out of the realm. Oh my god. 
Oh my God. Guys, they're doing the friggin' Seahawks thing, taking it all the way down. You know what's going to happen is they're not going to turn in their card and they're going to get skipped and not pick anybody <laughs> at five. That's what's going to fucking happen. Could you, that's, could you imagine? That's, that's happened. You know, that's though. happened, right? I did not know that's happened. Oh, that's happened. Mike Tice. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do they have to like run it down the hall or do they have like an NFL like person like right there? Like how far is the distance they used to have to call down and somebody would run it, but they, I don't think it's, it's, I think it's probably been upgraded. Since it's then. like, it's like at church. They got a dude, I'm not sure that walks down the church. He passes a, a little bucket down. You put your pick in, you pass it all the way back. It goes up to the stage. Oh my God. Okay. We got sick. Dude, there's holy fuck. These motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I can just imagine what's going on in chat right now. Uh, I have no idea, but <laughs> they probably know by now what's going on. We do not. 50 seconds to go. Oh, my God. I think if they... If they pick is in! Pick is in! Holy shit. If the pick is in, they did not make a trade. The pick is... It's got to be Jalen Carter. It's got to be Jalen Carter. Right? Right? Tyree Wilson. No, no. Do not say that. Do not. I thought you saw it somewhere. (laughs) Jesus Christ, my heart dropped. B. John Robinson. Oh my god. Oh fuck Skirosky. me. Bro, I Oh my god. This football team. Oh my god. I can't I, believe I'm waiting for a page to refresh. I'm just ready for it to not be Jalen Carter. Is this the Devin Witherspoon he's... thing? Is is John Schneider gonna come back and be like, Y'all said I wouldn't draft a corner? He He had that tone when I heard please, him interviewed a few weeks ago. Please just be Jalen Carter. Just fucking do the obvious <sighs> thing, you motherfuckers, please. Oh my god. Uh, uh, uh. This is killing me. I'm like bracing for a car crash. Oh my god. It's so crazy. Everybody knows what's going on other than us right now. We're probably the only three Seahawks fans in the entire world that, that do not know oh, fuck. who the pick is. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I, I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Tyree or something like that. I oh my god! Please be the right call. Oh my god! Please do not fuck this up. Please do not. What fuck if it's this Will up. Levis? If it's That's Will Levis, I am leaning into the Mayo shtick so fucking hard. <laughs> if it's Mayo boy, I'm, I want. Could you imagine? Oh my god! Think of, think of a. You could be that dude's uh, social media content creator with all your bad food takes. It's we, true. We're perfectly aligned. Yeah. It's true. Perfectly aligned. Come on. All right, I'm getting close to cheating here. No, do not not fucking cheat, motherfucker. Do not cheat. (laughs) Oh, my God. Come on. Who's it going to be? Refresh. No, I don't need to do that. It'll slow it down. It auto-refreshes. It's auto-refreshing on its own. Come on. Tell us. Come on, you fuckers. I'm dying. I am dying. Uh, who is it going to be? Please just be Jalen Carr. Please just be. Devin oh my God. No. It happened. Oh, they did it. They fucking did it. Oh my God. They wanted the trade out of this pick. They wanted to trade out. God damn it. Fuck. This is okay. This is good. Oh, Jalen Carter's going next. 
Motherfuckers. Uh, this is not about Devin Witherspoon. I think he's going to be good. There's a chance she could be great. Motherfuckers, guys. I'm Before okay. Before we go to chat and start seeing what other people are saying. That is not where this team needs talent. It's not where this team... Dude, when we cannot fucking sack the quarterback next season, when we can't stop the fucking run, when fucking Josh Jacob runs for another 500 goddamn motherfucking yards on us, I don't want to hear no bitching. I don't want to hear no bitching. We're going to get our shit run over again. We can't rush the fucking quarterback. What this means, guys, is very, very clearly... They did not believe Jalen Carter was a fit for their team. Not because of on field. I don't believe that that's their evaluation. As soon as he could not finish that pro day, as soon as he was so out of shape that he couldn't even finish essentially calisthenics. Wow. I thought this guy, that seems like so antithetical to, to Pete Carroll and John Schneider. And they're making this call. And that could be right. Like it's a high risk pick, but if he works out, if he ends up being Fletcher Cox, Jeffrey Simmons, one of those type of guys, no, this will be, this will, no matter what Devin Weatherspoon becomes, this will have been a bad choice. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like Jalen Carter has some really crazy upside and, and he could be incredibly good. If he's Fletcher Cox or something like that, like that's Fletcher Cox is a great player. But, like, there's no reason that Devin Witherspoon can't be, like, you know, a cornerback who is good. I can't – I, I can't, all the names that are coming to mind, Jalen Ramsey, Richard Sherman, uh, those guys are too much. But, like, Devin Witherspoon can hit Fletcher Cox levels of upside. And now you're talking about Tariq Woolen, Devin Witherspoon. You know, you have Jordan Love. We'll see what can come with Jamal Adams. Like, you have uh, – I, I don't know. I, I think this team – the secondary, like, it could be really good. Yes. And that's nothing to sneeze at. And that helps you put – that helps you align your defense to stop the run. That helps you get to the path, the quarterback, right? And and so I, I think there's a ton of upside in this pick. And, like, I'm sad that they didn't take Jalen Carter, but the red flags there are just so – They're real. Huge. They are totally so legit. Huge. They're totally – this is not a disaster. This is not DS Gridge – uh, Creed Humphrey for me, by the way, I'm, I'm upset because I really wanted the, the upside potential of Jalen Carter. And I really want us to get the defensive line figured out. And it's going to be hard to do that. The rest of this draft, there are it's not just... other defensive tackles that I think are in that category, but Witherspoon, I mean, I'm going to switch. I'm going to share this tab here. This is the PFF big board, right? Witherspoon's their top, top four player on their draft, on their draft board. This is a guy, my biggest concern with Witherspoon is this. He had one season where he just blew up, right? How old is he? I actually don't even know how old he is. He is 22, so oh, totally okay. fine age-wise. Okay. He is smaller. He is smaller by, by Seahawks standards, but this guy plays physical. This guy is a shut-down corner who also so, just beats the shit out of people. He's an asshole. In the best possible way, oh, he is an absolutely. asshole cornerback. It's going to be so fun to watch him. I want to be clear and on the record here. Devin Witherspoon's going to be a successful player for this team. He probably will end up being a star cornerback in this league. 
but I'm just so sick and fucking tired of getting run over defensively in the trenches that it's just hard for me to like the need was we were talking about this pre-draft the need was not in the secondary yes having a a great secondary is critical but this was like a stacked position group already yes so you that's 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 the criticism right is that witherspoon is the best of what might be the deepest cornerback class in the history of the nfl like people are talking about it in that regard there's there are guys that are going to go in the third round that are very likely going to be quality starting corners for you, like very good. So it from a value perspective, that's the challenge. I think you're hitting it on the head. I think you're way overrating this cornerback group, though, Evan. Like it's Tariq Woolen who is awesome. Uh, they started Mike Jackson. Like yeah. that dude's okay. I like Trey Brown. Kobe huh? Bryant. I like Trey Brown quite a bit. Trey Brown looked like ass last year, though. Like, let's be honest yeah, about he, that. He like, he's come back from injury, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. he did not look good last year. Kobe Bryant's great. He's a, he's a nickel, so so he doesn't lose anything in drafting Devin Witherspoon. It's just I'm just saying, if Jalen Carter ends up being a stud, this one's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I think it only hurts if Devin if they if they're not right about Witherspoon. Is it, is there a world where maybe this is major copium? Is it is it possible Jalen Carter slides? They move up from twenty. By the way, uh, just um, update here since we have not been following what's going on. The Cardinals have traded into Detroit's position from twelve to six. The Cardinals are on the clock. Ooh. So now we're going to see Jalen Carter go to Arizona. Oh my god! <laughs> we're going to play him twice a year. Look. I know Steve Kime's not there anymore, but if if the corpse of Steve Kime likes Jalen Carter and John Schneider doesn't, I'm okay. I, I I'm not scared of this. Like, you know, this is like the car. The Cardinals are kind of on that like Raiders level, or like you know, if they're doing this, I just I'm okay betting against it. I think that one of the things to be aware of with this that I think speak is a big deal is everybody had Jalen Carter going to Detroit. He was not going to fall below six if Seattle didn't pick him. The fact that Seahawks picked Weatherspoon and Detroit traded out, to me it says Witherspoon was their guy. And that they were obviously not in on Jalen Carter. If they wanted Jalen Carter, they would have picked him. So that is now two teams, not to mention Dan Campbell. Four. Dan Campbell said no. And yeah. Dan Campbell is the personification of football. So if that dude's out on Jalen Carter, I'm out on Jalen Carter. That's a shock to me. I was sure he would go to the lions and he's not, it's not going to happen. So I think the question starts to become how far, if if the Cardinals don't pick him, I think either the bears or the Eagles are probably the, the farthest he'll fall, but maybe we'll get him at 20 now, or, well, I guess if you were really going to think about him at all, you would have picked him at five. I don't think they'll trade up to get Carter. But that's one guy that if he was at 15, you talked about Anthony Richardson. If, if Carter was at, if Jalen Carter was at 15, I would be like, yeah, trade up and get that guy. I think Carter is a guy that's either, I mean, if he's not on your board, he's not on your board. Like, yeah. Okay, so uh, I have the pick for the Cardinals. Do you want me to share it? Is it Paris, Paris Johnson, Johnson tackle. Yeah. 
Man, that went in so much faster for the Cardinals than it did for the Seahawks. We waited forever. <laughs> well, they knew who they wanted. They made the trade. That's that's they already knew. I, that's I who the Seahawks, uh Seahawks are trying to trade out of that pick. That's why it okay. takes so long. Where does Jalen Carter go? Is he a first round pick? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, like, honest to God, like you've now had the, the Lions trade out, the Cardinals trade up to not take him. The Seahawks are passed on him. I think that. It's hard for me to imagine the Eagles would let him slide when they've got Georgia guys that know him. Now, if the Eagles passed on him, that guy's sliding because if the guys that actually know him, oh, Dana's joining. Dana. Dana, you there? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. Yeah. The Wi-Fi here is so terrible because there's so many people here that my video will not work. So I'm so sorry about that. That's okay. Dana, for people that don't know, Dana O'Gorman, at Dana OG on Twitter. She is at the draft, covering the draft. Dana, what is going on? How are you? Uh, I'm freaking out. I'm not going to lie. Like, that is not the name I expected to see when it came across. But then again, Anthony Richardson to the Colts? Holy crap, that was like a shocker. But it was so exciting. And the fun thing is I'm surrounded by people who have no idea who's going to get chosen at each one. Everyone is just as lost as the rest of us. How was the reaction when the Devin Witherspoon uh, pick was made? So I'm sitting around a bunch of guys that podcast for different teams. And to be honest with you, they were talking it up. They're like, yes, this is Pete Carroll's, you know, right in his wheelhouse. This guy is going to murder for them. He's the number one cornerback in the draft. Like they were all positive. I'm not going to lie. It took me a minute. Right. <laughs> I, I, I Evan and I were in the same spot. Okay. I, I think that I would, I mean, I would have been thrilled to have him at 20. We knew he wasn't going to be there at 20. So to get him at five was <sighs> maybe take a breath. Not going to lie. But now the more I think about it, it it's okay. I, I still am really not understanding the Jalen Carter slide. Um, I know that they picked Paris next, but I don't know what the hell's up with Arizona? Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation, but it was like, it it took me a minute, but I I think I'm coming around to it now. I think uh, (laughs) one of the things I'm kind of wondering about here is, you know, how good, how good of an evaluation did the Seahawks need to have on Devin Witherspoon to take him at five when they've never right. taken a cornerback before the third round and they've only taken one before the fourth round in what, 13 mm-hmm. years? So, well, I, maybe that to me, like, if you want to be really excited about this, for Pete and John, who've been, they know this is a deep cornerback draft, they know that they've been able to develop cornerbacks later for them to take a guy at five. I think they think this is like Sauce Gardner. They think this is like Jalen Rand. They think this is like a shutdown, absolute difference-making corner. Right, right. I, I think you're right. I think that they had to have been so blown away by him and their evaluations of him and their interviews with him. They had to have seen a little Legion of Boom in him. You know what I mean? And and I've heard that. You know, he's he's kind of a tough guy. You know, and so it'll be interesting. But at the same time. I really hope that they didn't weigh the whole Jalen Carter thing too much on Malik. You know what I mean? Like, I hope, I, I hope that's not it, but I I think that a, I'm thrilled. They didn't go offense of some sort, right? That was the biggest thing for me. And then B for, for it to be a cornerback and them having chosen in that height, it has to mean something. Yep. It really does. Yeah. I agree. It's, Oh, I'm getting there guys. I'm getting there. I know. 
I know. Uh, Nathan, I'm curious for you as well. Do you think that, like, this is all speculation, obviously. Do you think that the Seahawks wanted, like, would have drafted Richardson if he was available? And that because he got picked at four that they ended up doing their fallback? Or do you think that this was their pick all along? I suspect that they would have taken Richardson. But here's something interesting. Um, the Cardinals traded, what, 6-34 and 34 to get to 6? Now, obviously, Seattle wasn't going to take a tackle. The Lions weren't going to take a tackle because they just traded it out and allowed the Cardinals to come up and take it. You kind of got to think 6-34 and 34, or, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, not 12-34 uh, and 34 to get to 6. Hey guys, I'm so sorry. I have to go. I'm going to pop out. I have to go. All right, Dana. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you later. Bye. You kind of got to think that 12 and 34 was probably there for Seattle. That's not nothing. Like that's, that's pretty decent. And so for Seattle to sit there and take Witherspoon, I think they. Wait, you think think Arizona was going to. To give that to Seattle, and they why would if they gave it to if they gave it to Detroit to get to six? Why wouldn't they give it to Seattle to get to five? Because they don't want to trade it within the division. I don't uh, think they want to help give any Seattle anything that they want. Uh, I think that's dumb, but maybe you're right. I mean, maybe I think right. you you might be right, but that would be my guess. I think uh, that's a very silly reason, but that is a thing that <laughs> yeah that that is a I reason. I disagree with you, by the way. I, I mean, I. I believe like you're right that that is possibly something that they were thinking. I don't think that's a good approach. No, like you should do the right thing for your team, even if it, like if you can make your team better, like make your team better. Don't worry about the division thing. Now they were able to sit there and then trade it for Detroit. So who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but like I don't know. Can you guys look at look at this for a second? This is wild. Out of the top ten picks, one, two, three, four, five, six were acquired by trade. Six of the top 10 ticks, picks in this draft. Not all this year. Like, our pick was for Russell. But, like, six of the top 10 picks were acquired by trade. And there has not been a trade in the in the top 10 for a few years, at least. And generally, there have not been trades in the top 10 for the last five years. Uh, I think, like, the – what was it? Was it the Jared Goff trade? Or I think that was maybe the last one. But <clears throat> um, you had – one trade already, the Bryce Young trade that happened. You had the Houston trade, and then you had the that's three trades in the top six of the, on the draft day, on the day of the draft. Well, sorry, two picks, two trades on the day of the draft, um, three leading up. That's that's okay, why the, Ra- the Raiders. Am I comfortable sharing? Yeah, please. The Raiders take Tyree Wilson, have him enjoy. Agreed. Doesn't bother me okay, one so, bit. Okay, so like knowing that Jalen Carter is at least slid to eight now, is there a world like do you consider trading up for him if he slides far enough? No, I, like you're I both would, out on him. I would, but the, it, it doesn't make sense that they would. Mm-hmm. And and like if they were out on him at five, mm-hmm. I don't see why they would trade draft capital to tr- to pick him in the first round. Yeah, there's no way they trade up for Carter. Like, they had the chance to take him. They okay, let's didn't. say he slides to 20 then. Yeah. Let's now, get crazy. I still think, like, maybe that maybe they had Witherspoon ranked above him. I mean, maybe. But I, I think he's on your board or off your board. And if he's off your board, he's off your board at 20. Like, I, at some point, he comes back on your board. But 
I don't know when that is. It's not going to be for a while for Seattle, I don't think. So I, I think, like, Seattle's not drafting Jalen Carter. And if they do, it might not be for a day or two. <laughs> like, uh, I, I just, I, like, I think you got to let it go. Yeah, I don't think Jalen Carter is going to be a Seahawk. I think, I don't think, he's definitely not going to go to Atlanta. I think it's very unlikely he's going to go to Atlanta. I think the Bears most likely are going to be taking a offensive tackle. Although there's some people saying that they would go to Jalen Carter. There's the word is if he gets out of the top 10, like, I mean, he only visited with 10 teams. So exactly. like, green Bay does, hasn't talked to this dude. I mean, yep. He, no, he, he literally, you're, I mean, I, you were, I thought what you said was ridiculous when you said it, that he would, he would fall out of the first round. I still don't think that's going to happen, but I think if he gets out of the top 10, I think it's very likely he could fall into the twenties. And I joked before the draft, how would Seahawks Twitter act if they passed twice on Anthony Richardson? If the Seahawks passed twice, twice on Jalen Carter, that's going to be a story guys. That would be crazy. I think you're right. The biggest thing is Philly. If he gets past Philly, I mean, I I don't know, like, when this dude gets taken. Now, I mean, I mean, it only takes one team. But, like, if he gets past Philly, I don't think I want Seattle to have anything to do with this dude. Not for a couple rounds. Like, there's two dudes on that team that know him, that know Jalen Carter. And if, if Philly doesn't take him with that kind of intel, that's, that's bad times. So at twenty right now, Nathan, what do you what are you thinking position wise? I know we've got eleven, twelve more players to be picked, thirteen players to be picked, but what tar- what position group would you target? I mean, the world's your oyster at at twenty. I, I, they're going to have so many options. Um, they could do uh, John Michael John. I don't know his name. I should know his name. So I'm going to make a joke. John, John Michael Jacob. Schmidt. John. Yep, John Michael Schmitz. Sure, that's a stretch, but sure. They could do Matthew Smith. That's a stretch, but sure. BJ Ojolari, you know, uh, Dewan Jones. Uh, maybe you get, like, lucky and JSN is there. Or JSN's not there, but Zay Flowers is pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's anything. It's anything that you want. 20 is going to tell us everything. It, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be so interesting to dissect that pick. They're not going to make it. They're going to trade down, I'm pretty sure. Um but if they pick at 20, I think it's going to tell you a lot about what John thinks of this team. You're muted, Brian. So I agree, but let's also like, let's just step back for a second. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Falcons took B. John Robinson. I am a Falcons friend and I was making fun of him for this. I've never that seen that increases the odds that the Eagles are going to take Jalen Carter. <laughs> we got yeah, we got Bijan Robinson over Jalen Carter. Bad times for Jalen Carter. I feel so bad for my Falcons fan. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. I think the Falcons have had a pretty good offseason. I like what they've done on defense, and but the question for me is like their quarterback situation. I, I don't get. So I mean, maybe they're playing for next year, but. Um, Will Levis is the other guy that's making a slide. When does Will Levis get picked at this point? 20. 
<laughs> Shut up, you fucker. He's not, I mean, he's not coming How would you here. feel about Will Levis at 20? I would hate it. What are you talking about? It's a really? Yeah. At 20, though? 20? What are you guys talking about? Of course, he, he is not. A, he is not. No. What I was going to say before is you look at the Seahawks roster. They have like three defensive linemen on the entire fucking roster. And they, hey, man, they, they, not they, eight, three, four, they start three. What do they need more than that for? <laughs> I think that the, this that is pretty likely that they're going to feel the need to push up defensive linemen in their board to 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 fix that because they didn't go Jalen Carter. This draft was so much easier if they took Jalen Carter at five, not because he's the best player or whatever, but if that was a position of need, that was going to be able to be addressed and there was no one else close to him talent-wise. Now they're going to have to chase defensive tackles the rest of this draft. They might take three. Yeah, we might like Mazzy Smith, Siaki Ika, uh, you know, all these guys become options for the Carl Brooks. Um, I don't know. I think I think that they're going to trade back from twenty if they can, and I think I think Mazzy Smith might be the pick if I had to guess, which would be a shock because they've never drafted like interior back above the third round right right what do you think <laughs> do, you, do you heard what i said about that right were you on when i was talking about like what it, what does it have to mean for about witherspoon for the seahawks who have never taken a cornerback before the third round and only one before the fourth for them to say that he's our guy at five what does think, it say about witherspoon well i think it says two things i think it says they think he's pretty awesome um I also think it says they've never had an opportunity to draft a guy like him before. Like, you know, they didn't they didn't pass on Sauce last year, right? He went ahead of them. Yep. Um, and you know, every other year they're drafting in the twenties and stuff. So, you know, I think it says that they don't have like any like hard and fast rule against it, and they thought he was a damn good football player. How good? I mean, the comparison I saw here was Darius Slay. I mean, if he turns out to be... Should we put on... Can you put on his Just Bombs? Can we watch it together? I think we... uh, I think we'd actually get potentially pulled down if we did that. Um, Wow. Jalen Carr's going to drop to the Eagles. They're going to take him. I think you're wrong. So Jordan Reed, his, his, his analysis of this from ESPN, rookie of the year candidate, gives the Seahawks a tremendous young cornerback alongside Woolen. Ball skills, aggressiveness, instincts, give him a chance to be a high-end starter very early in his career. Um, I think the, the where Will Levis is going to go is interesting. Oh, someone just said Eagles traded up. Oh my gosh, they have the ninth and the tenth pick. Wait, what did they trade to get there? So they traded up from 30. Ooh. So that's two uh, teams with back-to-back picks in the top ten. That is wild. They've mm-hmm. got to be taking Carter. That's got to be one of the picks. Carter and an offensive tackle. I think that's got to be the pick. Nope, they moved up one spot. They moved up one spot. That's what oh. that's what the reporters are saying. That's weird. The Bears. Why would the Bears? I mean, 
Why would the Eagles feel the need to jump a team that's one spot ahead of them? Because they think somebody is going to trade with the Bears to get in front of oh. them the they want. Apologies for eating my dinner. What you eating on air? Kind of tasty. Um, can you see? No, not you got it up a little. Is it cereal? <laughs> no, Fruit? it is a uh, Greek yogurt with uh, strawberries and raspberries and grapes, mm. apricots, pecans. It's kind of my go-to uh, quick snack. Nice. Oh, what is it? You don't have to hold back. The Eagles took Jalen Carter. Okay. Well, now I feel bad about this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Wow. That was the thing, is if they have inside information with guys that played with him, they don't have wow. a clear need at, at that position. But if they passed on him, that was going to say a ton. Um, the fact that they didn't, Drew Rosenhaus, he said, we're not visiting outside the top 10. We have assurances. I thought he was lying, but uh, it worked out for him. Turns out he is pretty good at his job. Wow. That, that feels pretty bad, actually. Because, again, like, now if they'd passed on him, that would have felt awesome. And if they, but for them to trade up to get him, I mean, it's one pick and everything, but like they like that dude and they feel good about him. And the other interesting thing about it is everyone's talking, oh, he, he couldn't finish his pro day. He couldn't finish games. Like he was out of shape. He was, he only played, you know, so many snaps. All the same stuff got said about Jordan Davis. Philly takes him last year. They obviously feel good about what Jordan Davis is, right? Like, and they've just gone back to the well. They have two guys that know this guy, that know how how he works, knows what he does. They they go back to this to a guy that has some of the same question marks as Jordan Davis had, and and they trade up to get him. And so, uh, we'll see. But I I think that's a really strong endorsement of like Jalen Carter as at least as a football employee. Well, here's what I've always respected about Howie Roseman and his draft approach. He goes for the big boys first round. He's going big boys, offensive line, defensive line. You can set your watch to it. It's just always what he does. And the Seahawks don't, they go offensive tackle Schneider's draft history, they draft a lot of offensive tackles that some of a lot of them end up at guards because they can't figure out who should play tackle. But they never, never draft defensive tackles early, ever. And I think that's a mistake. The earliest defensive tackle they've ever drafted was Jaron Reed in the second round. And that was a shitty, like, eh. That wasn't like an impact kind of pick. So I respect, I mean... Eagles traded up. They got Fletcher Cox. They've gone after Brandon, you know, um, what's his Brandon Graham, like over and over and over. They just go after defensive linemen. And, you know, I, I wish, I, I, I do wish the Seahawks placed a higher value on defensive linemen. Um, 
in early rounds. Because uh, you look at even when the Seahawks Legion of Boom, when that was great, their best defensive linemen weren't guys they drafted. It was Michael Bennett, you know, um, Cliff Averill was a free agent. Uh, he wasn't a defensive tackle. Bennett was a free agent and an undrafted free agent. Like, right. As, Brandon Meebane so. was a guy that they had dra- that was drafted before they arrived. Third round pick. Right. So they've just never, they've never done it. It's kind of like they've never drafted cornerbacks early. They've never drafted quarterbacks at all. And I just think it's a flaw, man. Well, it's all changing. They're taking Devin Witherspoon. They're taking Siaki Ika. They're taking Stetson Bennett. It's all going to happen. I mean, I'm curious when the tight ends start coming off the board. Um, Nolan Smith is still a guy in my in my like I'm curious about. I do wonder if Lucas Van Ness will slide down to them. If that's a guy that they end up looking at as an interior player, not right away, but eventually. Um, Skaronski has not gone yet. He's sliding a little bit. Um, maybe that's who the Bears will take at 10. So this is funny. Doug Baldwin is the uncle of one of Devin Witherspoon's best friends. Really? Yeah. Same hometown. I don't know how to say this name, but Pensacola, Florida? Pensacola. Pensacola? Yeah. Well, way to, way to go. Um, wow. I just can't believe they took a corner. Like, I, I get it's a safe pick. I get it's not a need pick. They picked best player available. But it really seems like they tried to get out of that pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the most positive spin on this from my perspective is this looks like they're following the same approach that they followed last year, um, which is taking the best player available on their board um, when they go. And they don't, you know, oh, there goes. Yeah, it's not like they, it's not like they picked, I don't know, Lucas Van Ness or some guy that's like, you expected to be drafted much later at the fifth spot. Devin Witherspoon, by all accounts, like didn't expect they don't expect him to go farther than sixth in the draft. Like he he was a top, top player in this draft. And they got one of them. So I think the process there is is fine and probably a good sign of what's to come. It's just, man, if anything, I, I don't even blame the Seahawks about this. I'm just bummed that Jalen Carter couldn't be the guy that we needed him to be. Yeah, uh, that, that's really what it comes down to. So this is interesting. Um, the the Bears, I don't want to say reached, but they took Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, mm. over a couple of others that were available. I think Darnell Wright was pretty widely considered to be one of the top t- uh, tackles. He is. Over uh, Good Norse Skoronsky. 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 
Yeah, it depends on who you talk to. I mean, PFF had him as, well, if I just go down to uh, tackles, they had him as the fourth best tackle. Uh, Skronsky was first, Paris Johnson second, Broderick Drones third, and then Darnell Wright. But all these guys are like considered top 20 picks. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking like one of the things that's so hard with like the PFF mock draft simulator or any of these big boards and stuff is like people don't talk about tiers enough, right? Uh, the Dunk Don podcast, Nate Duncan, they, they do all these kind of rankings and they always talk about guys in terms of tiers. And I think it's the best possible way to think about this stuff. Mm. And it, it should shortcut so many of these stupid arguments that we have where like, you know, again, like, uh, you know, what do you like? You're a you're an idiot who knows nothing about football. If you think Darnell Wright's better than Peter Skaronsky, PFF says Darnell Wright is the 18th best player and Skaronsky is the 12th. Like, are you like, come on, chill. Like, they are two tackles who are very closely rated to each other. Like, they're all in the same tier. And where you place them within this tier of players doesn't really matter, right? Now, if you're going to come in and you're going to say Cody Mach is better than, you know, Skaronsky or Darnell Wright or whoever. Now, yeah, I mean, somebody might call you an idiot and maybe you're right, but like you can have that argument. But like so much of this stuff, like the quarterbacks too, like the stuff like how, how, how could anyone think Bryce Young is going to be the best quarterback in this class? Or how could anyone think that CJ Stroud is the best quarterback? Like, those two are like very close together. Like it's not worth arguing about. Sorry about the chewing, everybody. <laughs> You're doing a good job muting. I haven't noticed it. Uh, everyone else was noticing. I, 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 I apparently so. Um, Give Washington a call for Chase Young. Give him eh, a call. Eh. See what it takes. See what you know, it takes. Ryan, like the fact that they don't want to give him even a fifth year option is concerning buy low baby <laughs> how low though like are you talking about like a third round pick yeah i'd give it's them gotta a third. be a conditional next year if it's conditional next year i'm, I'm open to it I, th- I think it's not the worst idea but there's no way i'm trading anything of value this year for that guy what is the lowest pick from this year's draft that you would trade for young yeah you mean the highest pick I mean, depends on your yeah. perspective. I see what you're saying. Got it. <laughs> what is the? Oh yeah, sorry. I do mean the highest. Pick. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, honestly, the... not before the fifth. I mean, I like. I just don't want to. I I think he can be great, so it's not that. I just don't know what we're getting with him, and there's a bunch of red flags for me on him. And the Seahawks, every single time, pretty much that they've traded for a guy like that. It has been a bad decision and they've traded extremely valuable draft capital. And I don't like, I don't want this team acquiring veteran guys that are going to their second contracts right now. I want them getting every young player in this draft possible and they can make those kind of moves in a year or two. Um, Would you do it for 83? No, hell no, no way. Wow. I, I, I would actually do that one. Well, I, I'm serious. The only thing I would do for young most likely would be a, a, a conditional next year that if he played a certain amount, hit certain, you, you know, wouldn't escalators. Do like the fourth round pick one twenty three. I, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I, I just wouldn't No. Um, I mean, oh, fourth, man. fourth starts to be a conversation, but 
I really like the draft. Yeah. And, and and a fourth round pick, I don't think that's realistic either. So. No, it's not. Um, I, I think I think we should at least, uh, probably not. But like Peter Skaronsky starts if he starts sliding. This is a guy that a lot of people thought has his best offensive lineman in the draft. He is considered a five position player on the offensive line. Um, has he's a, a tackle by trade. Has shorter arms, so people think that he likely will slide inside to be a guard. But they also think he can be a really strong center. There's some people think that that's his position. I think that starts to be an interesting option if he falls all the way down to the Seahawks. And you, like plug him at guard is what you're telling me? You could see where he fits best, guard or center. And you have a guy that people consider the best offensive lineman in the draft. Um You want it to be defense, though, yeah? It's, I think it's got to be pass rush. I think it's got to be. How many how many defensive tackles do we have on the roster right now? We've got like three. Who would you wait? Who would you guys be most excited about? You want me to bring up like a list of of guys? Mm-hmm. All right. So here is the PFF big board, right? Um, I'm going to freak out if they drop Brian Branch. I can't. I Excited can't, I can't or not? I can't do another safety, you guys. I another safety. More safeties. I can't, no more safety. We have safeties at home. No. I think, Nathan, you sure Dalton Kincaid wouldn't be? Like, I'm going to freak out. I feel like they would be direction. high for you. I, I, can't, I can't think about Dalton Kincaid. I get to. I, I, I'm going to freak out in the other direction if it's Dalton Kincaid. Okay, so uh, the, the Titans are taking Peter Skoronsky. Oh, all right. There goes that dream. So that's 11. So people have been rumoring Miles Murphy to the Seahawks. I really don't want Miles Murphy. That's not the guy I want. Um, A lot of the the arguments that were being made for Miles Murphy were the same arguments that were being made that they were secretly in love with Tyree Wilson. And so I wonder how that changes now that they – like Wilson went two picks later, so I don't think this is like some big indictment or anything. But it's interesting that they took one a dude that there was a little noise about, but not nearly as much noise about as everyone. Like you know, everyone was saying Carter. Some people were saying Wilson. Like Weatherspoon was down on the list. So I don't know what to make of Miles Murphy anymore. Evan, give me some positions. What are the positions that you want them to be going after with their next pick? Anything in the trenches. So defensive line, uh, interior defenders, edge defender. I think edge has to be priority number one. Um, Anything on offensive line or just defense? I think defense you've got to focus on. Okay. So of any of these names of interest to you, like if you want real like Obviously, these guys are gone. Yeah, Nolan Smith would be essentially like Daryl Taylor, three, four outside linebacker. Kalijah Kansi is is mainly like an interior pass rushing, super small guy. Miles um, Murphy is kind of. Who like would a you say, Brian? Who would you say has the highest upside out of any of those picks? Well, for me, I'm a Will McDonald guy. I think Will McDonald has the potential to be the best pass rusher that comes out of this draft. Um, I love him not only because he's been one of the more productive pass rushers, but he played at a lower weight. He'll put on weight. 
He also played, they had him play at like the four eye position. Like he played essentially inside the tackle at times, like a defensive tackle at 235 pounds or whatever it was. The dude's tough. He's fast. He's bendy. I think this is the guy that we could look back at in a few years and be like, how did that guy not go in the top 10? So he's, he's super high on my list. I've also started to get interest. I've been super down on Lucas Van Ness because they list him as an edge. Mm-hmm. but he's a super power dude. Um, he weighs 270. So I don't think he fits well with our thing, but I actually think he has the frame to put on 15 pounds. And if he did that, I think he could end up being like, he's not going to be JJ Watt, but he could be that style of defensive lineman who is super powerful and disruptive. Um, so those are two guys that I think have pretty interesting upsides. Nathan, what's your perspective? Dewan Jones. Ah. Why is that? Um, hell of a football player. Um, Offensive they, tackle, though. Just they went to the Ohio State Pro Day, or the whatever that was. Um, was there a little noise about them liking him? Yeah, he went on a 30 visit. He was a top 30 visit. Okay. But not a lot of noise, just like with Devin Witherspoon. A little bit of noise, not a lot of noise. What what does John want to do? He wants to get big as shit and just strong as hell. Who's big as shit and strong as hell? Dewan Jones. Is it exactly what they need? Is it a little weird? Yeah, it was strange that they drafted Devin Witherspoon, but I think that makes sense. And I think it can make sense if they take Dewan Jones. I think I figured it out. I think I'm on John's wavelengths. It's Dewan Jones. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you think about what I was saying with these guys, Nathan? Do you have any thoughts about Mill McDonald and Lucas Van Ness? Uh, I don't know about Van Ness putting on weight and playing inside. I, I mean, I think I would rather take a chance that Dewan Jones can slide inside than that you're going to bulk up Van Ness. Uh, I think you're right about McDonald, though. I mean, the only thing against, like, Will McDonald's a little bit like uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young is awesome, but he's short. Will McDonald is awesome, but he's old. Um, So, like, if you just kind of ignore that, like, yeah, he might be, he might be one of the best players in this draft. I think this is the guy you want, Evan, if I'm being honest with you. I think this is who you want. 323 pounds. This is a big, big dude. He is also, I think he was number one on the freaks list of like freakiest athletes. Um, He is a super, super special athlete and mostly is known for run defense, but he's got enough athleticism that he could probably develop into a disruptive interior pass rusher as well. So I think he's, he's one guy um that's a possibility um i think that high and he's still hear me okay yeah yeah you're fine all right where are we at would that be a reach at 20 or no it would be a reach it it would be it would be a reach at 20 um to to have a defensive tackle essentially a nose tackle go that high um he i think will go in the first round um and may may not make it to 37. So if you want him, you're going to have to pick him early. But, and there's just, 
Evan, there's just not a lot of dudes like that um, in this draft. That's the thing. Without Jalen Carter, you're going to have to reach somewhere for a, a, an interior lineman. I think it's most likely they trade back this pick 20. I think so, too. I don't think they stick and pick. I really don't. I, I think so, too. Um, Man. How are you doing? Energy level draining a little bit after the Witherspoon thing, right? I'm just, it's just, I'm just so frustrated with the lack of additions on the defensive line throughout the entire offseason so far. They've lost a lot of guys. Al yep. Woods, Puna Ford. Um, there's other guys they've lost. Like they just don't. They there's so much need there. There's so much need there. Yeah, like we are cur- we are currently worse than we were last year. That is a really fair point. Sorry, like like we're not better. We we're definitely not better. We're not the same. We're worse. Did did Puna sign anywhere yet? Nope. No. So he's no. still out there. Al Woods and Shelby Harris are still available. I just. That's not the way that this team's going to get better. Though. Holy shit! Uh, I don't want to tip a pick. Actually, there no, are a couple... tip the pick. Tip, tip. It's fine. The Lions are taking. The Lions are taking another running back. Jameer uh, Gibbs. Yeah. I shouldn't say another. Uh, another team's taking a running back. This is the Nathan draft. Two running backs in the top twelve. This is amazing. Yeah. That's pretty shocking. So the Lions, like, I, I really think that's a stupid pick. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, and that's not can, about... I, can I just say? I will say I might like Gibbs more than Bijan. Okay, I just think Gibbs does more, and that dude's like that dude's electric. Bijan is like, I mean, he's good, but like he's classic running back. Gibbs feels a little like playmaker not like maybe you're doing a disservice to just call him a, a running back but yeah i mean yeah. it's a it's a it's a crazy ass pick i the reason i think it's a shit pick is they already have a good offense and they have a they have an issue on defense and they started to make some moves to improve that defense but for them to not address defense there I think is super dumb and to, to do it so you can pick a running back. I mean, I just don't get it. Like, I think it would have made more sense for them to take JSN. If they're going offense, like get a receiver to make that offense even more, you know, I, I don't know. I think Gibbs, Gibbs certainly is a weapon and I think he could be his, that, that offense is already really good. I just think that's dumb, man. It's interesting too. Cause like, I know that they like, this team, it, I don't know everything they did in the offseason. Oh, wait. They have another know. pick at 18. I know last year they needed cornerbacks. I don't know who all they acquired this year. I, I haven't been paying attention to them. But, like, for a draft that was supposed to be so good for cornerbacks, we've seen one now in 12 picks come off the board, and the Lions take a running back over one. It's, it's uh, I don't know. We're, we're rapidly getting into the territory, though, where, like, every pick between now and, like, 50 like every player feels very similar well but here's the thing every stupid pick every offensive tackle every running back 
um, that is good news for us that gets picked right now because it's pushing down JSN, right? He hasn't been picked yet, right? Um, It's pushing down Nolan Smith. It's pushing down Will McDonald. It's pushing down other options. So I hope there's more stupid picks ahead. I, I think Green Bay seems like a very obvious place for JSN to go. Will Levis. Uh, oh. Is that a are you saying that that's the pick? Oh, I'm not tipping, no. Oh. Isn't I that think... the thing to do is Green Bay at this point? Like just take a shot and put him in the other dude whose name I know for sure. Jordan Love. That's the Jordan Love is the <laughs> this. Yeah, it's just fine, right? Who is the <laughs> Yeah, Jordan Love is is the is the quarterback for the Yeah, okay. Yes, that's correct. Wait, who did the safety the, the Seahawks just sign? Who was the safety of the Seahawks sign? Julian. Oh, what? Julian Lowe. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay. I want I want Mayo Boy for the Shut contest. Up. No, I want Mayo Boy. Do you know no. how much fun I would have with that? That would be like fun levels off the charts. You can't sit here and freak out about the idea of drafting Anthony Richardson and then get hard about will levis like i would uh, every every sunday morning i would just pour you know i'd make a cup of a pot of coffee i'd pour my coffee i'd just take a big old mayo squirt and just squirt 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 straight into my coffee every sunday morning as a ritual yep would that not be fun like good content very fun it'd be very fun could you do a TikTok of it every Sunday? <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd post a video of it every okay. single Sunday morning. Okay. I've never wanted the Seattle draft a player more than I want them to. I'm going to hold <laughs> you to this. I have your phone number. I, I, will, I, call you. I, I will. My I children will, wake me up at 6 a.m. I'm going to be calling you on Sundays and say, I, get that pot going. I will. You know, I'll make this commitment to you firm right now, live on this show. If the How Seahawks firm are we talking here? 100% firm, super, super thick, super firm commitment here. Okay. If the Seahawks select Will Levis at number 20, I will do that every Sunday. Before every single game. Okay. Promise. Drink a full cup. Have you ever had Bulletproof Coffee? No. Awful. Is it? Hey, Brian, have you had it? You've had it, right, Brian? I don't drink coffee. Oh, what? Do we know what? this? What the fuck? You wake up at like 3 a.m. How do yeah. you not drink coffee? Never have, never will. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. I don't really eat seafood. And I live in the Northwest, so I'm that guy. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. The Packers take uh, Van Ness. Ah, okay. That's interesting. Okay, I mean, well, now for all the talk about whether Jalen Carter is a first round pick, where does Will Levis go? Like, there was uh, the rumor that you said, Brian, is that the Texans liked him at two, but got mm-hmm. overruled, right? Yeah. How is a guy that was supposed to go two, if not some, for some meddlesome owners, we're at 14? How far does he go? Who does he go to? Oh, right here, actually. Maybe this is it. This is the end of the slide. Did he go? To the, no, I'm just saying. Like, oh, New to the England Patriots? Fields. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's a there's a few guys in this draft that have like really 
wide error bars, you know, to be geeky about it. Like Levis probably could have gone as high as two and may go as late as late second round. Like, is it I'm actually looking at this now. Can he, does he get past 19? You have the Patriots who could take him, the commanders who could take him, the lions could take him. There's a lot of people that don't have him graded as a first round pick. Yeah. Period. I mean, I get that, but, and then the bucks too, like the next, there's four teams here that could very plausibly take him. By the way, by the way, I forgot this in all the hubbub. We had $900 at on the line if the Seahawks had picked a quarterback at the number five pick. They did not pick a quarter Q, quarterback. So we won that bet, by the way. Just want to make sure everyone got that. And there's other people, patrons, that had money on the line that they were going to bet a quarterback. So some money will be going to charity, but it will not be ours, at least right now. So suck that, charity. Uh, we, we don't have to pay right now. Um, that's my big addition to the conversation. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, Levis to, uh, to the Pats would be a possibility. Maybe the commanders. Um, it's not crazy that the Lions would take him. It's not crazy. I think the Bucks, sure, could be. I mean, they're starting Baker Mayfield right now, so. Yep. Uh, maybe Minnesota at 24. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a possibility. Um, after the that. The Giants? How much did they pay Daniel Jones? What was that contract? A shit ton. They paid him more than Gino. It wasn't like $40 million. I thought it was a big, big number. Um, Maybe the Saints at, at 30. That's got to feel like the floor, right? How does he get past the Saints? They had they said they signed Derek Carr, yeah. That feels like a very similar. I mean, they did. That feels like a very like signed Gino draft Anthony Richardson type situation, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I think I almost feel like it's going to be a bigger issue if the Seahawks can't trade back from 20. Like, I think that will be a bad thing. They need to pick up and they need to pick up an extra second or third. They just need to. And they might have to trade one of their fifths to go with it. But I feel like they've got to move back and somehow get an extra second or third um, to do that. And if they don't, if they get stuck at 20, the way they got stuck at five, I think that's not good, man. I mean, trading down from 20 feels really good. I mean, we'll see how the rest of this shakes out, but like everything that we've seen so far, trading down from 20. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, Jameer Gibbs going at 12 has to be be a pretty big upset, right? Like, you think so? Yeah. So, and Bijan, Bijan at eight, like, I think it was very possible that he got past 22, um, 20 as well. So, like, it, you know, maybe JSN is sitting there at 20. That's another Ohio State guy that, you know, they, they could have been checking out. So, the, everyone's been saying that this is draft was going to be shocking, that there's going to be things happening all over the place that nobody predicted that was way different than draft boards. What are the shocks so far? 
Not Bryce Young. I don't think CJ Stroud's a shock. The Texans trade back to number three. So the, the trade might yeah. be, but but like as far as I'm talking about the players, where they mm. go. Let's just yeah. look at that. Will Anderson is not a shock. Anthony Richardson, I don't think that qualifies as a shock. It was shocking maybe that they went right? to what's that? It's just the running backs, isn't it? I mean, I think yeah, Paris Johnson's not really a shock. That was kind of a later thing. Yeah, I don't think Bijan's even that much of a shock. A lot of people had him going to the Eagles at 10. And there was a lot of extra noise about him going to the Falcons too. So that's not like a shock, but it's still a surprise. I think the Jalen Carter thing probably qualifies going all the way to nine. I don't know if that's a shock, but... Yeah, because like everyone said, oh, the Seahawks are locked in on him. So he goes four picks later. Like that's not that big yeah. of a deal. I, I think Jameer Gibbs is probably the first true... Mm-hmm maybe that's a lot higher than anyone would have thought, right? Steelers just traded with the Patriots. So they're not going to draft Will Levis, right? Um, Are they drafting Joey Porter? That would be so funny if they drafted, uh, what's his name, Pickett last year, like, because he's in their backyard, (laughs) and they draft Joey Porter's son the next year, like, this team is just mailing it in. I mean, not that like Porter should be a good player, but I like Porter. But yeah, I, I think either that or I wonder if I wonder they're looking at linebacker. They they're remaking their whole line. I wonder if Nolan Smith is their pick here. They just got burned by Devin Bush, though. They just went after the fast linebacker. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I man, as you know, I'm a fan, so I'm hoping it's not that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um Steelers do tend to like linebackers. Who would be some? I hope it's Porter. I mean, I think he'll – I don't have anything against Porter, but that would be very funny. I mean, there's been a lot of places but rumoring that that's where they go. There's there's a few corners that are worth thinking. Uh, uh, Christian Gonzalez has not been picked yet. Yep. Um, A lot of people very much thought he would be a top 10 pick. Deontay Banks is another guy that folks are really high on. I think Brian Branch is really, really good. Um, I don't know that they have a need there, but um, I think he's one of the best football players in this in this draft. Um, I just can't believe the Eagles got Jalen Carter. <laughs> like, fuck, man. Well, I mean, if he busts, that's that's a big deal. The Eagles got a top ten pick after being in the Super Bowl, and if that pick works out it's gonna be tough to beat them for a while if it doesn't then it gives it opens the window a little bit more you really think seattle just removed carter off their draft board completely entirely i think that's the only explanation yeah so look there was a i listened to to to, who was it no it's brady henderson of espn and he told a story and he's he wouldn't talk about obviously who the player was he was talking about the importance of top 30 visits. And he said, look, I haven't heard as many stories with someone going into a top 30 visit and like wowing the team and like getting picked because of it necessarily. But he knows for a fact, there have been top 30 visits where players went and lost their lost the Seahawks. They took him off the board. And he talked about one guy in particular who went to the VMAC and he was just basically on his phone the whole day. He was just kind of like looking at his phone. He wasn't engaged. Seahawks were really high on him. They took him off their board. The guy ended up sliding the day of the draft and never made it in the NFL. Um, you know, was 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 out of the NFL in a few years. Uh, if they didn't, 
if they didn't hear exactly what they needed to hear after that pro day, then I think they were like, yeah, I don't want this guy. This is not someone we want in our room. This is not someone that we want around other people. This is not what we're building here. Um, so the, Ooh, the Steelers get Broderick Jones. So another offensive tackle, every offensive tackle taken is a good thing for us. We are not Agreed. in the There's tackle. no chance Seattle would take receiver. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. That could be a surprise. Maybe that's a surprise. Maybe it's not. That could be a surprise position target. I think JSN and Zay Flowers, none of the tight ends have been taken yet. A lot of folks had Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid going top 15. I think all those guys, like the tight ends and there's the, you know, whether it's Zay Flowers or, or JSN, JSN would be a home run, dude. I, I don't want that here. Like, I don't want, I want defense, but he is exactly what they need on at that third receiver spot. Him or Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers could be real fun too. Totally. And, and I think Zay Flowers could be a returner as well. And they don't have anyone to do like punt return kind of stuff. DS Ridge, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I love that you still have a little place in your heart for D. Reskridge. I you do. Defend, you defend him. I, I respect that. He's very fast. <laughs> yeah, he's very fast to the IR or to the bench when he's getting water for the other players. That's just, um, just mean. <laughs> I am. I forgot mean. that he existed, to be honest with you. That might be more mean. Like, well, I forgot that he was mean? born. You had some you had some question in the chat, Brian, about like what receivers Seattle's taken in the second round. And I knew like there's there's six. And I, I immediately knew five. And it took me forever to come up with the six. And it was yeah. 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 I mean is, go ahead. Is chat still loading for you guys on the right side? Nope. No. I wonder if that I wonder if there's anything we're not popular anymore. That. I wonder if we're just like overloaded. You can open up YouTube in a separate window. Yeah. um, Which I will do. Uh, Whoops. That's not good. Apologies for that. Um, And then you can pop out the chat as its own little uh, window if you want, if you haven't done that before. All right. Um, I've got the chat open. Um, thank you for noticing that. I did not notice that. Um, so someone asked about. Someone asked for the Patreon link. Yeah, I. It's not letting me. I wonder if I if I could still post something. I'm gonna try to post it. Um, I think if you Google real Patreon, it's the. The first one that comes up for me is Hot Hot Blogger Patreon, so that's the one. Just sent it via this. We'll see if it actually worked or not. Oh yeah, I just was able to send it. I guess we're just not receiving new chats. Um. Yeah. So. Receiver, receiver, tight end, Nathan. If 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 Dalton Kincaid and JSN are on there and they're for whatever reason, they're going to pick one of those guys. Which is the one you want? Oh, JSN just went to the Jets. <laughs> Dalton really? Kincaid. Wow, the Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers, and what do they do immediately? They use their top pick on a receiver. Like, 
the Makes Packers. Sense. I mean, the Packers. I mean, refused. is that that shocking though? No. The Packers refused to do that for so oh, that, long. I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, that's a that's a normal that's a good pick for them. Well, and I mean, God, Aaron Rodgers is such a smug fuck. I, I just it drives me so crazy. His whole his whole press conference was so cringe and he's just he's so full of himself and you know that he's in there like yeah get me my receiver and ugh, i don't know i i can't stand that guy and i don't think he's that good anymore either so what do you think he smells like these days <laughs> smells like yeah what do you think he smells like these what days? the fuck he's one he's into what some the fuck? but he's also well, he's he's a uh, he's very wealthy he's a very wealthy man <laughs> what does that have to do with anything rich people don't smell bad usually so what kind of weird ass smell does that dude have going where it's like, I can tell you spent money on it and you shouldn't have, I think is the general vibe, right? I don't know what in the world is going on in your brain. That is maybe, uh, maybe some alchemist garden from Gucci or something is what so he... you guys think he just smells totally normal. I thought he would smell awful. I thought that's where you're going because he, he kind of, despite some of the things he says, gives off these weird, like hippie crunchy vibes. Yeah, oh, and very, he very might crazy. just be like, ch- ch- what is it? Uh, not... He might just smell like the forest. What is that? What is that thing uh, that they all, I want to say, Chilli, but that's the. I don't think it's a good smell <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he just said rich people smell good. True. Cooley oil, I guess. Is that right? What is that? No. There's dang it. I don't know. There's there's a there's a oil that like a lot of hippie folks wear. My wife would know it. Somebody said a mixture of weed and sweat. That's like not a bad call. <laughs> but like good weed, not bad weed. Uh, patchouli thank you i knew it was something around i got the sound kind of right patchouli i think that he could smell like that but i generally just think he smells like the devil's butthole like he just he's he's just bad somebody said patchouli garlic and bo does he eat garlic though or is that (laughs) like against his religion what do you think vampire religion smells like what do i think he smells like yeah I think he smells like he spent money on something that smells bad. Like he tried. (laughs) It's not good though. (laughs) The the chat is good. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Cholula. You smell spicy. Yeah. I have an excuse. I'm old as shit at this point. I barely remember what day of the week it is at this point. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, (laughs) we got guys, we basically, we have four picks, four picks until the Seahawks are up again. Four picks. We're getting there. Um, they're going to trade back though and make us wait this entire first round. I just know it. Well, if they trade out of the first round, we can we can end it. <laughs> well, I meant I meant like they're gonna trade back to like thirty or thirty-one. I just know it. That would be hilarious. That would be funny. 
Um, Just to trade back again. They're going to trade to the last pick and then mm, trade back into the second round. So we wait the whole time for nothing. Jets take Will McDonald. Shut up. Whoa. Yep. I thought someone said they took JSN. Yeah, we said that. No, you said that. Wait, who did say that? That was Brian. Someone in the chat said that. Oh, it was a lie. Well, I guess it's good because then I don't have to worry about them not picking him and being pissed about it. I I like I like that guy. He's gonna be good. Good for them. Um, nah, and, fuck him. I'm glad Jets. I'm glad that they didn't kowtow to to Aaron and give him a more weapons. Um. Yeah. Uh, all right, Will. That's okay. All right. We have... <laughs> God, this has been a very expensive uh, uh, night for Abrams 47 He gives us another $20 in Super Chat. Thank you for that. To talk about Cam versus Witherspoon, both 31, but not about their smells. <laughs> Do you know what both 31 means? I imagine they wear the number 31. So I don't think there's any comparison between Cam and Witherspoon. I think Cam was essentially a linebacker that could play safety and hit. They both hit really hard and were known for their physicality. So that's where there's comparison. But otherwise, I don't see what the connection is. I think Sherm, the, the comparison to Sherm, in, in terms of at least mentality, like, Sherm wanted to mess you up. Sherm wanted to go toe-to-toe. He wanted to beat you. He wanted to humiliate you. He wanted to prove to you that he was better. And I think Witherspoon has all of that. And so I think that there's a comparison for sure to Sherm. If in nothing else, just the mentality. Um you know, we'll see if he can actually get anywhere close to the the performance. I mean, the, the comparisons I've seen are uh, Darius Slay, um, Joe Hayden. Um, I mean, if he's Joe Hayden, that honestly would not be good enough <laughs> for me. Really? Want... Joe Hayden was good. I mean, yeah. Joe Hayden was real good for a while. Uh, let me pull up this we this is not this is not the most uh exciting here this is his his mock draftable um (laughs) i don't love like this there's nothing specifically great about him um physically this is just like measurables it's just like height and size this is just his size like what did he run did he run at the pro day i don't think so so like this isn't great. <laughs> um Yeah, but I mean look, his top comparison with Robert Bean, so you can't argue with that. <laughs> this is true. I mean, he's basically is Robert Bean. Uh yikes. Let's not look Robert Bean and Corn Elder in his top five. This man is, is a vegetable. That is depressing. I don't want to look at that anymore. Um all right. Four more picks. JSN is still there. JSN is still there. That is a a surprise. 
Uh, Witherspoon ran a four four two in his pro. Wait, yeah, four four six and four four two at his private workout. That's pro day. Um, Fine. how do you say JSN's last name? How do you uh, think he's that? No, I'm not answering that question. Don't help him, Brian. Don't help him, Brian. I'm, at, I'm asking for education. I will not let Evan attempt that last name on this podcast. Uh, that's why I'm asking you guys. That's why I'm asking you. Smith and Jigba. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at that. I don't think you should ever try to pronounce his name. You should always just say JSN. I think just for your <laughs> for everybody's sake. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um <laughs> Ooh, the commanders took Emmanuel Forbes. Oh, cornerback. cornerback. Yeah, he's good. He's good, but That's, he's also really light. Um, he's the second cornerback, right? Yeah. Over yeah. Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez is sliding. And Joey Porter Jr. And um the dude from Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, good point. But guys, Emmanuel Forbes, he is 166 pounds. It's a little that? boy draft. He is 166 pounds. There's never been, I think I heard there's never been a cornerback ever at that weight in the NFL. What was the dude that played for the Redskins or Washington when they were the Redskins? Um, super fast, but tiny little dude. Um, Don't know. Like from like the Joe Gibbs Washington teams. Yeah, uh, maybe do, do some search and see if you can come up with it. I don't, I don't even know how to look that up. Um, Daryl Green. Yeah, maybe. That's who everyone is saying. What, what did he weigh? He was like his whole thing was he was itty bitty, but he was a hell of a player and really fast. Uh, he was definitely fast. He. See if I can find weight for him. 184. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. We're in a four four three. Like the the myth on this dude is like he was five nine. Okay. He was supposed to be some like crazy fast player, but I guess like yeah, he was like a 40. sprinter, like Olympic sprinter like level guy. We're in a four four three in the forty. Like, don't ever tell me these dudes from forty years ago were any good. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a different different world now for sure. Um. Oh man. Oof. I I don't know. I, I'm having trouble getting excited about the uh <laughs> I'm having trouble about the Witherspoon pick a little bit. I, I I'm gonna have to Me too, man. Me too. I'm, ha- I'm gonna have to keep I like I just happened upon someone's grades as they're going through. Who knows if this guy I know this Chris Trapasso, I've, I've he's fine gives it a b minus and i don't know i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it uh, <laughs> dang it dang it um i mean they'll they probably won't pick that high again for the next five to ten years we haven't really talked about the uh, option of if witherspoon doesn't turn out to be good I think we've generally assumed that like most of our conversation has been, he's going to be good, but it wasn't necessarily the position that we wanted. Yeah. 
there is bust potential with him. I will just put that out there. He had one good year in college. One. And it was last year. It was really, really, really good. But his two years before that were not good. So uh, if that pick, I mean, disaster, apocalyptic scenario is that he turns out to be bad or gets hurt or whatever. And Jalen Carter turns out to be a world beater. That is, that is, that would be, I think on the caliber, if not worse than the Malik McDowell situation, when they traded down three times, passed over a bunch of really good players, picked a guy who never played for them right before Buda Baker and then had to trade for a bunch of other guys like Sheldon Richardson and whatever to make up for that pick and totally screwed themselves. Okay, first of all, we I agree with Evan. We should not contribute to the Malik McDowell discourse. It's a very silly comparison. Second of all, if you had to put odds on this, though, like what are the odds that Devin Witherspoon completely busts and like never plays for Seattle versus what are the odds that Carter completely busts and never plays for Seattle or, you know, for Philly or would have never played for Seattle. Like it's way higher for Carter. I'm not right? talking about that. He never plays. I think that's like an outlier. <laughs> in it. I mean, like the disaster scenario, right? Like it's way higher for Carter. So like, yeah, it could that happen. But like, yeah, I, well, I'm not sure it's way higher for Carter. I'm not sure. I, I think it probably is, but Carter had for multiple years, people said he would have been the first pick in the draft last year, that he was the best player on that Georgia defense. He was the best player the year before. He was the best player this year. So he's been, it's from a production standpoint, there is no question on film about what his talent is. And all of those things should translate. The only bust potential with Carter is that he's such a knucklehead that he just gets the money and just doesn't care. So I think... If he's in a position where that's not going to happen, then, then I don't know. I don't know that it's for sure higher than than a guy that had one really good year. So the Patriots took Gonzalez, Christian Gonzalez. Okay. Good, good, good. This is good. This is good. A lot of good players are falling down to the Seahawks. I think that's going to mean that they're just going to trade back, but it is good. It's going to make that pick potentially more valuable. We'll see. So the Lions probably don't go offense here, right? Uh, yeah, you'd have to think they go defense. Nolan Smith has fallen, man. Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, um, Mazzy Smith is an option. Um, did they, they didn't go corner yet, right? Or did they? Who? The Lions. No, they took they uh, just took a running back. So so corner corner was a lot of what people thought there so maybe joey porter jr yeah is an option there that could be interesting for them um brian branch i think would be a great freaking pick for them um tampa could do anything i think yeah i mean of the players that have gone since 10 like 10 and later there's not a lot of those that i'm like oh dang it like that was i mean will mcdonald i obviously wanted i'm not even sure the seahawks would have picked him but i i really liked him a lot but a lot of these guys are like good don't care <laughs> move it along 
I am. Uh, what's just jumping out to me is the receiver situation, the tight end situation. That just plus like- Nolan Smith. Um, I'm mildly interested if Detroit will go after Kalijah Cansey. I think Cansey is the other guy that has crazy error bars on him. Like he could be a first round pick. He could be a third round pick. Like there are a lot of teams that might just be like, no, I'm not going to play a guy that's got 30 inch arm. Um, but he's, I mean, I would be super excited if they ended up with him in like the third round or something like that. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Michael Mayer, uh, Dewan Jones, or Miles Murphy. Who are you taking at 20? Say them again. Michael Mayer, Dewan Jones, or Miles Murphy. Uh, Mayer would be my guy out of those three. Why? Um, well, Murphy is Murphy's a great athlete. But he's he's like 270, and I just don't feel like that's a great fit for the, what the Seahawks are playing right now. They either need guys 280 plus, or they need guys like 250. But he's right in the middle, so I don't think that's a great fit for them. Um, uh, I can't remember the other guy. Um, oh, Dewan Jones. I just think Dewan Jones. You're taking a guy to play right tackle so you can slide Abraham Lucas into play Abe Lucas to play guard. I just I think that's a second round move if you're gonna make it at all. And and I just think there's a lot of risk there. But Mayor, I think this guy could be your go-to tight end for a decade. I mean, I think he could be the the compare that I've heard the most often is Jason Witten. He is super good all-around player really tough stiff arming guys after he's caught it he is a good blocker like i think he makes the offense a lot better and i think he could be a really good target for gino so you know i i think that of those three would be my my pick we're getting close we are, man. I am. I am very impressed that you've lasted this long, especially after a pick that you weren't super excited about. It's just like I just tweeted this out on Twitter. It's just I'm not down on Devin Witherspoon, you know, the player. Like he's, I, I really believe he's going to thrive in Pete's system, and you know, no better place for him to go. It's just we were so frustrated week after fucking week. Yeah getting our shit kicked in in the trenches yep. like Josh Jacobs ran for 400 total yards on us 400 and um, we're worse you know we're worse from in, in the in the in the defensive line right now and uh, I don't think they've made enough moves in free agency I don't they obviously still have a ton of draft picks left but they need to address that area it's bad it's really bad I I am right there with you, man. I, I completely agree that until I see the shape of an interior defensive line, <laughs> got a chance. What's what's got your? Yeah, I, I thought you were. La- <laughs> Wait, did, finish your sentence. What were you saying? I heard the shape of an interior defensive lineman. So I was thinking, like, <laughs> so I, I just thought like a three hundred eighty pound yeah, man. I want to like, see a big ass like. <laughs> In the middle of our defensive line. I'm not going to be happy, man. I don't want... 
I don't want Jaron Reed as our like go-to nose tackle. Like I don't want, I don't want us to go back and get Puna Ford and that he just was in the wrong position and he's going to be quote great again. I don't think Puna Ford was ever great. I thought Puna Ford was okay. I don't think the fact is no other team in the NFL ran to get Puna Ford. So don't tell me that Puna Ford was great. He was like, he was okay at times. He was undrafted for a reason. So I don't know, man. I just, I want to see some beefy boys in that, in that line. And uh, they don't have them. I don't know that there's a lot of guys from them to get in this draft in that scenario. There are, I mean, I just, I just don't see how this defense improves year over year, even if they bolster the secondary with the current state of the defensive line. Like it completely limits our potential in the playoffs. Like we're, we're not doing anything. We're not upgraded at all. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think, I think they've got to look at it. I don't think there's a ton of options in this draft. I think Mazzy Smith is probably the best of the rest. And then there's a bunch of three, four defensive end guys and they'll help. Like, you know, maybe you're big on Brian Brussy, um, who at one point was the number one overall uh, um, prospect heading into college ahead of Bryce Young um, and is a pretty freaky athlete. He weighs around 300 pounds. Maybe you like Aditamawa Adebayo, who has got crazy athleticism but hasn't really produced in college. Um, maybe you like Tuli Tuipulotu. Um, from USC, who's also really productive, but is more of a defensive end than a defensive tackle. So there are some guys, um, but there is not the interior disruptor. I think Mazzy Smith is the closest thing to an interior disruptor that is left in this draft. I think Siaki Ika is interesting, but you know he's not a guy they're going to take early. So, uh, so Lions took Jack Campbell. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Middle linebacker, classic middle linebacker. A lot of people really liked him um, to Seattle potentially, but there's some places that had him as a, you know, mid second round pick. Um, He is very projectable as a starter at middle linebacker, really good run defender, questionable athlete in terms of being a uh, pass defender and in coverage, Mm -hmm. but he's going to be solid pro like, pretty clearly a day one starter um, logical choice for them. Um, I got a lot of shit for taking him in one of our mocks in like at, with their second round pick. Who'd you get so, shit from? Uh, people in the chat. Okay. I was Those like, morons I'm... in the chat. You know how they are. <laughs> so suck it chat. Suck it chat. Uh, I think, yeah, Jack Campbell. I mean, that's, I think that's good for the Seahawks. I don't think he was going to be their pick at 20, but let, let, let's talk for a second. Who have been, if you look at Schneider's draft history, who has he drafted in first rounds? Um, what have been the first round picks? It, mostly it's been offensive tackle, which they're not going to draft. Guard. Next, it's been, yeah, uh, mostly they've been offensive tackles that have moved to guard, but sure. They took one running back. I don't think they're going to do that here. They've never taken a receiver in the first round. All the receivers they took were a second round or later. Um, linebacker they have taken 
edge they've taken multiple times. It feels like edge would be a logical thing for them to potentially go for. Um, that's it. So like receiver is like the pick is a position that they've valued the most value that an edge historically. So if they go by that, Then we're talking about JSN and yeah, we're about, we're about to be on the clock here, so we should turn our stuff off in a second. Okay. Um, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, Jordan Addison, I think is a real option. Zay Flowers, I think Adi Adi could be an option. And I think I don't know. I've been saying center could be an option. That would be, I'd be cool with that, but that would definitely be a kind of an overdraft by most people's idea. So it seems like outside of defensive line, like JSN would be pretty universally well loved as a pick here. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think Nolan Smith to me is the home run. If you get him, I worry he might be going right here to, to Tampa. Um, but if they've called miles Murphy, I'll be pretty disappointed that, that guy really good athlete, but pretty middling production, um, in college. He wrecked NC state. Yeah. That, I mean, that game was legit, super impressive. Yeah. Well, and he, his freshman year was pretty impressive. He kind of tailed off a little bit the last few years. There are people after his freshman year that thought he was a lock at a top 10 pick. Um, so like athletically, he is very deserving of a first rounder. Um, it's not the worst pick they could take. Oh, the Bucks take Kalijah Kansi. Interesting. Did not know. Where, okay, so are we going to go silent mode here? Silent mode. Silent mode. Yeah, let's do it. Silent mode. I think we are... We are all very convinced this is a trade back, right? If they can manage it, this has to be a trade back. Yeah, I, I'm I just know. looking. Yeah, go ahead. They could family? really, they could really surprise and do a developmental quarterback here. They really could. Dude, they really could. Seriously, I could not be mad at taking Will Levis here. Like, other than the fact that he's old for a developmental quarterback, like... How old is he? 24 or something like that. Do you know what mayo does to your body? Oh, Jesus. Makes he turns 24 soon. Makes you a Kansas... Kansas? Kentucky? Kentucky's strong. I don't, I don't hate Will Levis for what it's worth. I just don't. It, it, it's just, those would be two moves that don't make this team any tougher. Um, like, in the interior. And so I, I want interior linemen on one side of the ball. That's what I want. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of Dewan Jones. I, I would love for this to be JSN, but I don't know. I think it's more likely it's Michael Mayer. But Dewan Jones, Miles Murphy, and Michael Mayer all feel... I don't know. I think Nolan Smith, dude, I will be very excited. I'm very that nervous would, that you have some inside info on this Nolan Smith thing. Very I, nervous about it. I think he is exactly the type of player the Seahawks love. I, I think this guy is exactly what they love. Amazing he, athlete. Amazing guy. 
he I, I just he's super tough. I don't know. I, I think how you he's felt about Anthony Richardson is how I feel about Nolan Smith. <laughs> like, I and see. it's like the it's like they're the same archetype uh, archetype of player. But yeah, like I I just ooh I wouldn't like that very much. Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think JSN would be a fun pick. Um, I, I would be okay with that. I think he's got a lot of upside. Um. One of my picks, one of my like predictions was that only one receiver would go in the first round. And it's looking like that might be possible. Is this wide receiver class pretty tame? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not great. Um there could be three in the next ten picks though, too. So this is true. This is true. I'm surprised none of the tight ends have gone. I think there there's gonna be a run of tight ends in the last half of the first round. Um I don't think Michael Mayer gets past like Dallas, for example. So I'm just looking at the top available. They're going to pick Joey Porter Jr. And they're going to take every cornerback in this draft. He's fallen quite a bit, man. It's got to have kind of hurt for, for Pittsburgh to have passed on him. He talked about the fact he had his a visit with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin who he knows is Coach T because his dad played for him and they he grew up around him. Can you imagine him, like buddy. looking him in the eye and being like, "Yeah, sorry, dude, passed on you." Didn't um, didn't wasn't Joey Porter on the coaching staff for them too? Or yeah, that, I think so. Yeah, think so. yeah. Osiris Torrance would be another interesting name here if you want to go beefy boy on the on the guard side. Um, I would obviously be excited about John Michael Schmitz. I think it's w- very high to pick him. Can you scroll up a little bit so we can see the timer? Ah, uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, five minutes left. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of ways they could go here. I just have to think they're going to try to trade. Yeah, I mean, the number of guys that we've talked about here tells you they should trade back. Yeah. Right? The, you the, like that many guys. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just wonder if anybody's going to give them anything. Like, if they trade back five picks and they pick up a fifth rounder, like, are you okay with that? <laughs> no. Fuck no, I'm not. Right? Like, Fuck no, I'm not. But, but there's some good stuff here. Like, maybe the Vikings want Will Levis, right? Maybe somebody loves Joey Porter Jr., so yeah. there, there is some some bait to trade back with here. JSN, right? Maybe the best <sighs> best receiver in the draft, still sitting there at twenty. Yeah. What was he originally projected to go? JSN. Some people, some people had him top ten. Yeah, I think commonly he was anywhere from ten to twenty five. Like there was a pretty big range on him. I never saw him below like twenty two. Sure. Like it was it was like a lot of most it was it was rare for him to get past the seahawks in the draft um but also a lot of folks have said miles murphy they are hearing miles murphy was not going to make it past 20 to the seahawks um i think it's very possible yeah uh jsn has some like justin jefferson vibes really I think so. Don't do you not see it that way? Like Justin Jefferson didn't do anything amazing, but the dude was just awesome. 
And Man, like, Jason's true. Jason's kind of the same deal. Like, it's not exactly like he's good. Like he's athletic, but he's not creative. It's not like super clear why he's always so open. Well, he had. I think it was either the shuttle. He had one agility drill that he did that was the fastest in the combine history. Wait, really? Yeah, from an agility drill perspective. Okay. So he is. That's that's his thing. Is just he like he is a guy that for me projects more like Olave um, or you know some of the other Ohio State guys who come out that are just good route runners. They get open. They're not particularly great at one thing but they are open. They make the catch. This guy went for like 300 plus yards receiving in a game, right? Yeah. And then I think he like tore his ACL at the very end of it. Right. Yeah. He had a three, nine, three 20 yard shuttle. That's pretty sick. And a, and a six, five, seven, uh, recon recon. that's those are because anything, uh, anything below a four, two in the 20 in the shuttle, is good. So if you're under four flat, good God. Yeah, he's he's special that way. Um his his to give you an idea, his three cone drill was ninety-sixth percentile, his twenty yard shuttle was ninety-seventh percentile. Um uh, he compares to like Julian Edelman um from like some of those are they Kevin gonna make Oldfrey. this pick? It's his top comparison. I think they're going to make I think they might get stuck with this pick. I don't know if anyone's going to trade up or they're going to get enough to trade down. And I don't, I mean I told you before Nathan I think that's an L if that happens. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I think that this is a pick there's no way they wanted to stick at and if they get stuck with two picks that they didn't want to stay at, um, I think that's an indication that the draft isn't know. exactly falling to them the way they want. I I mean I get it, but also like if they come away with Witherspoon and and Jackson Smith and Jigba, like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Exactly. I'm, I'm, let's do it. Let's go. You're right. You're right. Like, bottom line, what is this draft about? It's about adding talent to the team. And even as much as Evan and I are like, meh, 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 moaning about the defensive line, which is probably going to continue, they're not going to solve every single thing on the team this year. This team is not like one draft away from being a Super Bowl contender. There's another year of, of that they need to do to add to this team. So if they come out of this with six, you know, another six starters and three of them are rookie of the year candidate or two of them are your rookie of the year candidate potential. Amen. Like the team got a lot better. It might not get better in exactly the way we wanted, but just don't pick shitty players. That's I mean, if they, if they get Witherspoon and JSN, like those are front runners for because defensive then- rookie of the year and offensive rookie in the year like that's a, a coup like and there are like all the big boys are you still down Brian. yeah sorry to cut you it, it'll, it'll flash at the top it'll tell you the player at the top so just say oh, i see or whatever you want i can try to uh i can't put both of them in at the same time that's fine right, as long as it shows up because <sighs> because like there are a ton of edges that are still out there there's a ton of interior offensive linemen that are still out there the, the best defensive tackles, I mean, uh, depending on what you think of Kansi, right? I mean, and other than Carter, obviously. But that second tier of defensive tackles, like, there's still a ton of those dudes there. Like, trading down makes sense, for sure. But if they sit here and they take, like, a JSN or a Dalton, like, Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, like, 
Yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited. Well, that's like I've been saying Mazzy Smith is like the best <laughs> interior guy left. If that name flashes up here, I wouldn't be as excited as like JSN. I think JSN has potential to be a much better player than mm-hmm. Mazzy Smith probably. So I, I totally am with you. Like I want them to get a, as good a player as they possibly can get. Um, James I, at, at 22 just feels amazing. Or at, at 20 uh, feels amazing compared to where all the receivers went last year. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, like him and Chris Olave. Where did Olave go last year? Like twelve? Saints. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I don't remember. High, I mean, higher, higher yeah. than twenty. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, Garrett Wilson. It was the rookie year. He went like ten, or maybe, maybe a little higher. They're but... taking forever. Jesus. No, you're right. I think it was ten because uh, the Falcons. Drake London was the first receiver, right? And yeah, so Wilson I think so. went ten, something like that. Yeah. Holy fuck, guys. Come on. What are you hoping for? Evan's really just hoping for it to get, be over. But but like, what, what are you hoping to <laughs> <you> see here? <laughs> Was that what, a question to me? Yeah. What are you hoping for? <sighs> Defensive line, man. Yeah. I can't get over it. I, I, that's fine, man. There's there's nothing wrong with that. I, I totally like, I that. agree with you. We're not one year away, but we can't go into next season with something worse than we had last year. Well, and what's now very clear is, I mean, one of the things we were hoping for is that a trade back from five, maybe we'd get a first round pick next year and have two firsts next year. Not going to happen. We're not going to have two firsts next year. Nope. So this draft becomes that much more important. Like that would have alleviated some of the pressure on this draft because you could have had your home run next year. Mm-hmm. It's tougher now. Um, you're probably not picking in the top 15 next year, most likely. So... Uh, this might, for all we know, this might be the highest pick that they have for the next couple of years. Like, they haven't been at 20 for a while either, guys. If that's uh, true, then they did something very... Jackson Smith and There we go. Oh, that's a good pick. There we okay. go, boy. Okay. Okay. This is good. Okay. This is good. That is... Jeff Simmons is somewhere losing his ever-fucking mind. <laughs> Never Jeff is gone. losing his mind. This was his guy. The guy he wanted more than anyone in this draft, pretty much. Derek, too. Derek has to be going nuts somewhere. He's been t- Those two have been talking about this dude for six months, it feels like. That's unbelievable. That's so cool. This is a great... This is a great, great, great pick. And this is something you're it's coming from somebody who 100% wants the defense to get better. So I understand the people that are frustrated about that. The Seahawks have two receivers, one of which is turning 30. Both of them are going to be making Evan, what's their cap hit next year? These guys are going to be making 22, 23 million in cap hit next year. And they're both, I think, not under contract past that year. Right? You well, now t- got a guy that is absolutely ideal in the slot. Absolutely ideal perfect i think he's a perfect fit for geno smith i think geno smith is going to do the league dirty with jsn as an option in there and then if you choose to move on from a tyler lockett or whoever else he can slide outside and be absolutely number two and in some cases can be your top target the seahawks just got almost impossible to defend as a secondary this is a great 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 pick for seattle they they have they have two front runners for defensive rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year. 
And and what you said about him and, and Gino, like, yeah, man, they're a match made in heaven. This is this is really cool. Comp here is CD Lamb, which I think is actually I don't know if he's that kind of athlete, but I mean he is super special. He is I think he is super special. Um and look, dude, like I, I see the, the chat, by the way. I, I'm I don't know if you guys are watching uh the YouTube chat uh and separate window. Not the people are not happy. There's a lot of people are like this sucks. Our defense is gonna suck. I mean um but look, they pick in 17 picks or 16 picks or something like that. Who are the guys – name all – if you're mad about this pick because you wanted a defensive player, name all the defensive players that you like and think about how many other guys need to go. I bet if you if you wanted defense in this draft, you have like eight to ten names that you wanted them to draft. They will be there at their next pick. One of those guys, two of those guys, three of those guys will be there at the next Smith at the next pick. Matthew Smith is probably there at the next pick. Like BJ Ojolari or Felix uh I totally spaced on the dude's name or you know they're oh, and UK and Uzama. These guys are gonna be there. There will be one of these guys there. This sets up so awesome for the rest guys. of the trip. He was number nine on the PFF big board. Um, this is a guy. This is a guy who almost everybody who has paid any attention says was the clearest, like highest floor, most clear cut, can't miss receiver. Like this guy, no matter what, is going to be the biggest question. The only question about him is durability. So. Um, I see Dana's joining us. Let's add Dana to the show. Dana, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I just sent you guys a video. I know everyone who's listening can hear this. I just sent you guys a video to our group chat because luckily I was standing directly behind Witherspoon as he was watching the Seahawks last pick. And because he stopped, I'd just gotten done with the interview. Turned around, watched the pick. The dude is so excited. Like, he is jumping around. It is so much fun. He was like, that's it, that's it. Like, he's pumped. It's going to be so fun. I know, Brian, you're thrilled with this pick. He I am. He defend him too, right? Witherspoon had, like, Illinois had to play Ohio State. Witherspoon knows yeah. how good this dude is. Oh, yeah. He's all in. Like, he was jacked. It's real cute. I love that, Dana. Um, what yeah. was the reaction elsewhere in the room? Everyone else was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then the guy standing across me, he's like, that's a Seattle receiver. So whatever his definition of a Seattle receiver is, he was real excited about it. I think this is perfect. I think that really, if you think about it, the main guys are gone at this point defensively. And we've talked about this a million times on the show, right, that there were those top few guys you really wanted. After that, I mean, you guys were talking about trading back if so-and-so wasn't there. I think this is the perfect fit. I mean, we love Tyler, and, and Tyler's good, but he's not going to be around forever. You need some more youth, and I think this lets us allows us to get rid of maybe another wide receiver we're not so fond of, and I think that this he's going to be great. D.S. Gridge is having a rough. D.S. Gridge is having a rough night. Yes, he is. <laughs> Witherspoon in his interview it was very interesting. He did say this. They asked him, and unfortunately, I didn't get it on video. I wasn't quite quick enough. But he did say, he's like, you know, what is the best thing? What is the most exciting thing? And he's like, I get to go against DK Metcalf every day in practice. Love that. Love yeah. that. I mean, just as a note, I mean, just to reiterate, I don't think you can underscore this enough. JSN 
in a bowl game, an FBS bowl game, like this wasn't just a regular season game. He had 15 catches for 347 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> 347 yards like nobody does that at any level let alone an fbs bowl game in college he has the potential to be like he honestly could end up being the best receiver on the seahawks i'm not saying he will dk is obviously a freaky athlete and it d- does amazing things dk also doesn't do everything well he doesn't get open all the time i think jsn is going to be a guy that is chronically open I think Geno Smith is going to target him a ton. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to make the whole offense better. And this is what you do in the draft. You go and you get the best possible players you can. JSN is absolutely on that list. JSN was born in 2002. What the fuck? (laughs) 2002, motherfuckers. That's crazy, right? Bro, you wanted what? this team to get young, Evan. It's young. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, guys, I'm back out. Have a great night. I'll All right. Thank you, Dana. All right. Bye-bye. Cheers. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to stop sharing here. Um, Go back to uh, to normal view. So I think we've all assumed the Seahawks are done for the night. Yes. Yeah. How are you feeling, Evan? I'm actually like, so those are, yeah, it's not edge. It's not defensive line, but those are also two really premium positions. Like I'll I'll take, take outside, you know, Seattle's roster state. Out, out, you know, outside of the discussion, like cornerback is a premium ass position. Wide receiver is an expensive position for top end players as well. You know, wide receivers are getting 20, 23, 24, 25 million dollars a year now. If you're if you're running it back with Gino for the next two years, it makes sense to add a guy like JSM. That's exciting as fuck. Tyler Lockett's getting older. Um, they need a better wide receiver three. They can you know learn under those pups for a couple years, but. Um, I'm more excited about the JSN pick than I am the Witherspoon pick, to be quite honest with you. Here's, here's my biggest takeaway is what have we hated about Seahawks drafts in the past? I think what we've hated the most about Seahawks drafts is them picking some rando that you scramble to Google to find who the hell they just picked everyone's like who and it's not just us the entire room is like what the hell and that a lot of times those don't work out you know it's like wait you drafted bruce Irvin that high is that really like what we needed you drafted james carpenter that high you drafted rashad penny that high like these neither one of these picks are really debatable in terms of value of where they took them we can bicker or like quibble with whether they're the positions we wanted. Sure. But it is universally accepted that Devin Witherspoon was the top cornerback in this draft. Like all, there's almost nobody that had anything but that as the outcome. And that this is the strongest cornerback draft maybe ever. It's definitely one of the strongest quarterback drafts ever. And you got the best cornerback of the best cornerback draft. 
and you got JSN who was absolutely, absolutely no question. The best receiver in this draft, every board had that. So you got the best cornerback and the best receiver with your two first round picks. That's what I like about this, this draft is that there's no galaxy brain bullshit. There's no like, what the hell did they do? It's really just a matter of, did it fall exactly where you wanted? And some of that's not exactly what I wanted. I don't love, I don't think the defense took a massive step forward today in, in the way that I would have wanted, but I'm good. I, I'm, I'm okay. I will need to sit on it, but that's kind of where I am. Nathan, so how about they, you? Oh, go ahead, Evan. So they've still got 37 from the Broncos and 52. <sighs> Part of me wonders if they trade up to the bottom of the first, honestly. I don't think that. I, I think without them trading back, it's so hard for them. I mean, I don't think there's players that are worth doing that for. They've got the sixth pick in the second round. Like, like they can just wait. Yeah. There were two things that were super exciting about this draft. One, they were picking five, and two, they had basically four picks in the top 50. They've used two of those picks on players that everyone agrees are going to be very good players. You can think that they should have drafted defensive line. You can think that they should have drafted uh, interior offensive line with those first couple picks. But they use two picks, like you're saying, Brian, on guys that everyone says those are good football players. And they still have two more picks. Mm -hmm. Like, so now if we get through the second round tomorrow and they still haven't, you know, addressed like defensive line or something like that. Sure. I mean, we can be critical of that. But like, there's absolutely nothing to be mad about with this draft right now. I love Jalen Carter. I, I was arguing in our group chat for Jalen Carter longer than literally anyone. All you like, all of you guys. I was the one that was saying not Will Anderson, yep. Jalen Carter, not quarterback Jalen Carter. Yep. But like, you can't just ignore what happened in the last like three months with that dude, four or five months, whatever it is. Like, so you can't you can't be mad about passing on him. Maybe that's going to backfire on them. You can't be mad about it. Like, it's it's lot. It, it makes sense. And maybe they're wrong, but, like, I will not, for as much, like, Evan, like, at the very, when I first joined here, it was like, we have to stop talking about Malik uh, McDowell. And, like, for as much as everyone loses their mind about Malik McDowell, if you're mad about the Jalen Carter thing, like, just chill. Like, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense to be mad about that. We'll see what happens, but, like, that makes sense. So, and, and they have two, two picks still in the top 50 to address some of their other needs. So I don't know how you look at this and just, uh, if you're, if you're unhappy with the first round, I, I think you're just looking for reasons to be mad. The Ravens just took Zay flowers. So real run of receivers going. Ah, my prediction didn't work out. That's okay. Quinton Johnson, Johnston went. So that's yeah. Three receivers then in a row. Um, I here, here's, here's the thing. I, there's actually no part of my reaction that's mad at Seattle. Zero. Even my disappointment when, like, when they called Witherspoon, that was not about like, ah, they made a stupid choice. It was that they didn't get the information they needed to pick Jalen Carter. And I was like, shit. Like, it yeah. would it would have just been better if if yeah. that had worked out. The fact that it didn't, I don't blame the Seahawks for that. I think that they 
you know, they made the call they made. I'm not, if, if Jalen Carter goes and like blows up, I'm not going to come back and say, Oh, they, t- they were so stupid. I would just be disappointed. Um, but the question now guys, and we'll get into this, you know, as we look at what come tomorrow, you've got 37 and 52. So you basically every 15 picks from five to 20, from 20 to 37, from 37 to 15, two, 15 picks, 15 picks, 15 picks, basically. Right. And then they go from 52 to 83, 30 picks difference. So these next two picks become key. They did not trade back. So they did not get any additional second or third. I think you're going to see this team. They have two fifth round picks. I wouldn't be surprised if they package their fifth round picks, fourth round. I wouldn't be surprised if they package more picks to move up tomorrow to get another third, like a high third and have more options there or something like that. Because this is what they need to do. They've got to get a center. They've got to get defensive linemen. (laughs) They've got to get defensive linemen. And if they don't get those at 37 and 52, they got to get a linebacker. Like they've got some needs that they've got to address with good players. And it starts getting really thin if they don't take them at those positions. And they're not going to be able to get all of them with two players. They're so, going to have to do some additional free agency work on this defensive line. With what money? I mean, I think Noah Fant has got to be traded tomorrow. I think he has to be. You have to trade Noah Fant plus some fifth round picks or whatever. Get that $7 million cap space back. But, like, they don't have any money. But what if they take Maddie Smith at 37? 37. 37? Yeah. Doesn't that just change everything about what we're thinking, what we're talking about right now? It does. But then you're losing John Michael Schmitz for sure. You might he might not even make it to 37. You're gonna have to either take Joe Tipman or Josh Whipler, one of the other guys at 52 if they if they're there. And if you don't take them there, then you're starting to get really thin on the on the center position. And then you also from a linebacker, linebacker gets really fucking thin in this draft, really 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 thin. So if they don't take a linebacker early then you're not getting a starting linebacker most likely. <laughs> so you're stuck with Devin Bush and Bobby Wagner. And that's it. And like John I think, linebacker, I think linebacker might be linebacker or center is going to be the odd man out here. Obviously this one, like, I think so. Now that said though, John is typically not valued. The interior defensive tackle guys, the nose tackle guys. He's taking those guys late. So he could be looking at like the Jared Clarks from Coastal Carolina in like the fifth round to address that position and not using an early pick. Um, so I think like Trenton Simpson becomes a guy to look out for tomorrow. They might go him at 37. They might go linebacker at 37. I would actually hate that. I would actually rather than have shitty linebackers than shitty centers or guards or defensive they linemen they think, uh both brooks and adams will be ready for training cap there right yeah i mean i know that's pete but yeah i but mean that's all pete like speak completely crazy at least i mean freaking brooks had his acl in january yeah late january there's no way it'd be absurd there's he, no won't, way. He, he won't be fully 100 percent. it won't it won't be jordan brooks and there's no guarantee he'll come back at the same rate right 
yeah, I don't think there's almost nobody that comes back to hundred percent the year after an ACL, especially the year of an ACL. <laughs> I, I, I consider 23 a wash for him. I really do. I do too. For Brooks? No, Brooks will play this year. No, no, no play, I, I meant like be... full potential. Like he's not going to be himself this year. I don't know. I don't think ACLs are the end of the world like they used to be. Adams, uh, Jamal, I'm very skeptical, but I don't know. I think Brooks will contribute this year. Well, that's a whole nother situation, the Jamal stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this, it just, it got, the, the, I think the biggest problem with the, the, with the Seahawks draft, and I don't think it's their fault, is that they couldn't trade down from either pick. And the fact that they couldn't trade down puts a lot more stress on 37 and 52 um, than it was going to. I agree. It puts a lot of stress. I I wonder if, could they not trade down or could they not get enough to pass on Witherspoon and, and JSN? Same diff, right? For sure. Um, so I, I think that's all something we'll find out tomorrow. Um, I think that as far as we're good here, uh, I think the Seahawks have, I mean, what's your grade right now for the Seahawks first round? A plus. A plus. My my grade for the Seahawks first round is B plus A minus. Um, and that's not because of their decisions. It's just because of the way the draft fell to them <clears throat> and, and maybe the positions that they needed or whatever we didn't quite get the, the top shelf of. But I could, by the time I wake up tomorrow, that could be an A. I mean, it's, I, I, like I said, I have very little problem with the choices that they made. Um, it's more just residual disappointment. Yeah, I mean, so the Carter thing is a bummer, but it's hard to count that against them. The trade down thing, I get. But yep. when the alternative to trading down is Witherspoon and JSN, I don't really knock him at all like if it was wilson and john what's his name again john michael schmitz john michael schmitz that i would be like y'all should have traded down y'all yeah. you could have gotten enough value to trade down from that right yeah, yeah we're yeah. talking about witherspoon and jsn i get it like you gotta get something to pass on those guys and if you didn't get it then you take them well, here's the, here's the, you know, I won't keep you too much longer. I, I'll just say if I'm dreaming, if I'm dreaming like the good side of how this goes, if you can have two lockdown outside corners that are also physical and really good, <clears throat> that helps every defense. And people are, people are sleeping on this part of it. And even me is sleeping on a little bit. When the Seahawks had the LOB, and they had a great secondary, it made their defensive line better. It made them, it, it, it gave them more time to get to the quarterback. It gave them <clears throat> like they could play uh, fewer guys in the secondary and play more guys committed up front. Um, they're just, you can commit an extra safety down in the box. Like there's just things that it allows you to do that does help the defense, even the run defense, get better. So if this plays, plays out the way it's looking like it could, 
the defense did get a lot better today. Um, and so, and then the offense, one of the biggest issues for this offense was like having that reliable third down target when Tyler, when anytime Tyler was hurt or unavailable or whatever, or he was locked up, DK is not a, a, the great third down target. And so, um, I just think, I think there's a chance that they got significantly better on both sides of the ball. Can't hate that. <laughs> I can't, I can, I can want it to be a little different, but I cannot be mad at that. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't, I mean, like you said, this is not them getting galaxy brain, right? Like, yes. Are there other scenarios? Are there other timelines that could have worked out better for them? Probably, maybe. But like, I just don't know how you can be mad at this one. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't, not just how you can be mad at it. I don't know how you can be anything but really not you, right? But like, yeah, people. I, I I just don't know how one could be anything but happy about what they've done today. I think the the, the I think you're totally right. And just having done so many mock drafts and talked to chat for so long about this, one of the things I think a lot of us, I'm going to say us because I'm included, was really excited about is this notion of getting a lot tougher mm-hmm. and not being pushed around. And that's not just on defense; it's also on offense. And it's hard to make that case. Devin Weatherspoon is a very physical corner. And so we got tougher in that regard, but it's a little tough to be tougher at the cornerback position, right. And not be getting pushed around in the trenches and having guys run downhill on you or getting a defensive tackle. Who's pushing your center back into the lap of your quarterback or, or, you know, whatever. So have not gotten tougher in that regard. Being tough in the secondary is cool, but it's still a very different thing than being tough in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I understand people that are, you know, dealing with that challenge, but, um, but there's, still got time. Some, there's still time Four top 50 picks. Yes. Two more to go. Yes. I, and I'm telling you, Nathan, I'm looking for them to trade up. I think Noah Fant, those two fifth round picks, even the fourth round pick, I think all of those are going to be dangled tomorrow to try to jump up in, into the second or third round. I, I really think that if they can do that, that doesn't quite make up for not being able to trade back, but it's pretty good. I, I think getting more players in this top 80 is a big deal for the Seahawks. They got, if they can get one more and get what would be, they have 37, 52 and 83. If they can get four instead of three players in the top in that range. I think that's huge. So we'll see how that comes out tomorrow. All right. Any closing thoughts before we let folks go? No, I mean, this is just, this is really cool. And they're halfway there. They're half done. Uh, And so I'm excited to see how they, how they close out these top two rounds. I think it's going to be really awesome to see what ends up shaking out tomorrow. Yes, me too. Um, I will also say I'm still predicting that the Seahawks will not take a quarterback in the top three rounds. So folks that are thinking Hendon Hooker or Will Levis or whatever ends up there, I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see if I'm turning out to be right or wrong. And I do want to thank everybody tuned in. This has been a almost four hour episode of Real Hawk Talk. I really, really, really am grateful for Nathan Ernst at Nathan11 on Twitter. Uh Evan Hill at Evan Hill HB and even Dana Gorman calling from the floor of the draft in Kansas city at Dana OG on Twitter for all coming in and joining the show. And thank you to everybody. Thousands of people have been on this pod tonight. 
it's awesome to see. We have a fun community here. If you can give the show a like, it takes a couple seconds, smash the like button as they say. Go ahead and click subscribe and click the bell to get notified. If something crazy happens after we drop off, I'll be right back on. Um, and also tomorrow, um, I don't know what we'll end up doing. I will probably go on, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and so click the bell to get notified when we go live. It can happen at any time. And then go to patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Join up right now. The conversation continues around the clock on our Slack channel. You get instant access as soon as you join. There's a lot of cool stuff going on for the Seahawks and really, really looking forward to seeing what it all means. So go ahead, uh, patreon.com slash hawkblogger. One more thing I forgot that I think I should tell everybody. I think I can tell everybody now that we are at this point. When I was at the Seahawks auction last week and I talked to Cliff Averill about players for this draft and I asked him about what would you do if a guy showed up to his pro day and was out of shape or couldn't finish his workout and he knew exactly who I was talking about. Cliff was like, you don't go anywhere near that guy. KJ Wright said, you don't go anywhere near that guy. Like a person that makes that kind of decision, no matter what the situation is not a guy you want in the locker room. So I feel like I should share that for folks that are disappointed players that are in the know. This was not the guy that they wanted to see in Seattle. And I think you should take some solace in that and take some solace that pretty much every team that could have drafted and passed on him. So can we, our, can we end on a fun fact? Yes. This fun fact is courtesy of John P. Gilbert. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be 24 in the final year of his rookie contract. D. Eskridge was 24 when he was drafted. Oh my God. You want another fun fact? Yeah, of course. I was so wrong about receiver. Four straight receivers. <laughs> Four straight in a Four row. Four straight receivers. Man. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. So, whew. all right, man. This is a lot of fun. Nathan, thank you again. Thanks to everybody. Patreon.com slash Hawkblogger. See you all maybe tomorrow, maybe later tonight. Don't know. And I will be writing at some point my morning after at Hawkblogger.com with more breakdowns and hope to see you all there. Until then, have a wonderful night and take care. Everybody.